Rocha! ROC, we running this rap. Memphis Bleak, we running this rap. B-Mac, we running this rap. Freeway, we run this rap. Chris and Neat, we running this rap. We running this rap. Take over, breaks over. God MC, me, J Hover. Hey, little soldier, you ain't ready for war. ROC too strong for y'all. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. Pin to a test. Chest in the line of fire with your thin best. You bringing them boys to men. Them boys pull in. This is grown man B.I. Get you rolled in the triage. Your reach ain't long enough, Dunny. Your peeps ain't strong enough. Rockefeller is the army, better get the navy. Kidnap your baby, spit at your lady. We bring knife to fist fight, kill your drama. We kill you motherfucking ants with a sledgehammer. Don't let me do it to your dunny, cause I overdo it. So you won't confuse it with just rap music. ROC, we running this rap. M-E-Z, we running this rap. The Broad Street Bully, we running this rap. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it. Freak, wait, we running this rap. Owen Sparks, we running this rap. Chris and Neat, we running this rap. I don't care if you mob people, I hold triggers to cruise. You little f- I got money stacks bigger than you. When I was pushing weight back in 88, you was a ballerina. I got the pictures, I seen you. Then you dropped shook one, switch your demeanor. Well, we don't believe you, you need more people. Rockefeller, students of the game, we passed the class. Nobody can read you dudes like we do. Don't let them gas you like Jigger is and won't clap you. Trust me on this one, I'll detach you. Mind from spirit, body from soul. They have to hold a mask, put your body in a hole. No, you're not on my level, get your breaks tweaked. I sold what your whole album sold in my first week. You guys don't want it with hope. Ask Nas, he don't want it with hope. No, ROC, we running this rap. Be single, we running this rap. M-E-Z, we running this rap. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it. Oh, it sparks, we running this rap. Freeway, we running this rap. Chris and Neat, we running this rap. I know you listen on the beat. What a long with celebrity. Check two. Check, check. What we got, we got. Can you, can, you, can, you hear, can you hear me? Can you hear you, me now? All right, all right, all right. right. B-Shot Familia, welcome to B-Shot Radio. It's at B-Shot Radio on Twitter. My you name know is... know what it is? Masai. J-B. J-Bizzle. Who else we got with nice. us? Nice. DJ Nate the Great. Hey. Hi. What up? I'm Lo-Fi Lobo. We're here hanging out. Hey. What up, Lo-Fi? This is DJ True Master. Yeah. Save, no, save the marsupials? Or? I'll save the whales at the end of the show. Oh, okay. We'll cool, get cool, there. Cool. Uh, no special guest tonight, which is great. These are my favorite shows when there's no guests. Uh, less prep work to do. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to everybody that came to the hip hop clothing swap that we had at the library last uh, this past Friday. That was amazing. It was cool. Shout out to Sarah Clark and the Albany Public Library for uh, hosting this, this event. We uh, were able to raise a bunch of I don't know. We got a bunch of clothes there, and people just kind of came through from the surrounding area, took what they wanted. A lot of people did some swappage, and then afterwards we uh, we were able to take a lot of clothes down to the homeless action committee, uh, who we had called before the show just to make sure they were taking clothes they were um and then when we got down there they were like you guys were just right on time 
we need a lot of clothes. So um, we put out a post on Facebook about that. So you can go to the Homeless Action Committee uh, if you'd like to donate more clothing because they can use it. They're trying to get ready for winter. There's, they're like stockpiling. I heard people came far and away to come and get their hands on one of True Masters used ties, one of those bow ties. Those go on eBay for like $800. They were trying to get them. They thought it was like, like if they could get like the Michael Jordan water in Space Jam. <laughs> they get, get the juice. <laughs> Man, no, it, I think it was a great turnout. The, the performers were awesome. And shout out, oh, but before we get into the performances, they were awesome-ish. Uh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of missed, missed lyrics, a little, lot well, of lyrics. You know why you know you know I'm saying that? Everybody missed lyrics, but check it. It was swapping the, them out. We swapped lyrics. We swapped lyrics. <laughs> oh, we thought of that. At yes. Yes. We should have did that. Oh. But I, I made that freaking joke, and nobody did you, listened did you to have me. A mic? No, that's why. <laughs> that's why. I'm like, but are you, you know guys what? swapping your lyrics for like ums? But you know who really <laughs> killed it? You know who really killed it? Uh, Anissa. Anissa's kids. Oh, Anissa's kids. Oh. They stole the show. Yes. They stole the show. Yes. I wish I remember their names. Uh, the, the one girl could that's sing, awful. and the other girl had bars. It was perfect. They're <laughs> like, they're like, and she was dabbing on them too. Dabbing on them. Yo, if Jermaine. Dupree, Dupree was there. He would have signed him right then and exactly. There. He's like, "Yo, I got my next crisscross. They gonna jump, jump." So, yo, so talented. Uh, I saw some good photos put up uh, by Ashley Ann and uh, I think Intel. Maybe uh, I saw some photos up, and uh, they were they were really good. Um, but yeah, they they kind of stole the show. Yeah, they did. Uh, they headlined too, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't even on the bill, and they headlined pretty much. Uh, and shout out to Horace Horace for uh, holding it down. Also, yo, he did he, a phenomenal did job rain again, man. Oh my god, every time. Yeah, everybody was almost in tears. Gives me chills. Gives yep. me chills. Uh, um, what else? Oh, yo, I watched JB's movie finally. You've been talking about this movie on the show, I feel like, for a year. <laughs> oh, yeah, I watched it, too. Did you watch it? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It when I watched it. So it was like a, it was a, it was a <laughs> exclusive, like, independent short film called Lock 7. It was on YouTube, and it was split into two parts. And I'm so glad, because I watched the first part, and it, it auto-started the second part. Uh-huh. But when the first part ended, I was like, what was that bullshit? Like, I don't know. What's <laughs> going- <laughs> That's it? <laughs> I was like, this leaves, they just leave me hanging? And then, and then the second part started, so I was glad of that. And then as I was tweeting it out, I was like, make sure you watch part two, make sure you watch part two. So, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was good. I thought it was really fun. Uh, it was better than Suicide Squad, as I expected. Dope. Uh, so, congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> how has the re- response been so far? So far, so good. Everybody's been uh, saying nothing but good stuff. I, m- maybe it's because they know them things are burning. Maybe oh. it's because they know oh, us. The, We're yo, pot. the pot stickers is burning. Maybe it's, maybe it's because they know us. You said, I'll I got it. I'll I wasn't in the movie. movie. I wasn't hold, hold on. I wasn't in the you movie. You stay on the mic. Let, us, the let us get the pot stickers. We got this. All right. <laughs> We're cooking pot stickers and, uh, and DiGiorno tonight because uh, we didn't have anyone catering. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle. It's not. It's all good. It's shout out to the shout struggle. Out, shout out to uh, the Savoy who didn't send us any wings this week, but we love y'all anyway. We're supposed to have some catering next week, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, tell, so you said the response was mainly good, but you think it's only because people are your friends and they're not being honest with you? Um, Some of it. Okay. But a lot of people that seen it that don't know me yeah. or don't know us, the people that were in the movie, shout out to Tanisha who was in it also. Um. They uh they they gave us good responses. I'll be straight up down with you because I was entertained by it and um I thought the acting was was good. Like there was the acting was a little all over the place, but but a lot of the people were good at it. The one person that I was just like dying, and I don't know if it was the dialogue or his acting, was the um your brother, my brother Marcus. Yeah. What's it? His name? No, my name is Mark. Oh, what was your brother's name? Uh, or maybe he wasn't named. I forget. But he, he was named, but I forget. Okay, exactly. so it was like your brother, Marcus's brother, and he he was like the was it Marcus Graham, the worst character. <laughs> nah, 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 Marcus. Not. 
dialogue. <laughs> and I think it was just like his dialogue was weird, and he was in a weird position anyway. He's like trying to, it's like he's trying to act. He and, tried to and, weasel his way out of it too. But in his acting, he's trying to lie, so it's like acting double. You got to act right. like you're acting, right? And it was just like to me, it was hysterical. But that was the only part that I was just. It like, It was definitely not, over the top. <laughs> it was over. It's too much. It was too much. When but, we were filming, he kept spraying his chest with, with the freaking <laughs> spray bottle. We were cracking up. It was it funny. Was, it was, it was funny, definitely man. funny. I don't know if it was supposed to be, but I was cracking out. And, no, it uh, was. It was. And I, I liked it uh, again. This is called Lock Seven. I liked the ending. I definitely wasn't expecting it. And uh, I don't know. I just like the way it was filmed. And I appreciate like when people can make something. Like sometimes people think you need like all these resources to make a movie. And right. sometimes it's really just I need a camera. I need five people that are down to do it. And I need the time to edit it. Like you know, you anyone can do this now in this day and age. And like, that's pretty anyone. much how it went. You know, it was the 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 people who acted in it. Then a few of us were stagehands, so we helped out. Yep. And that was that was it, man. And it went really well. And and you know, besides the cold weather and scheduling difficulties, uh-huh. it it went by quick. How, how many days was that shot over? Um, because this is a this is like a twenty minute movie. So how, like, right. One, two, three. I want to say five or six days. Okay, but but only because. We shot it backwards, you know. So when oh, you're watching really? a movie, it's getting it's getting lighter. It's nighttime, then it's getting lighter. Yeah, right. But we shot it backwards. We shot it from daytime to night. So some of those night shots, it was extremely cold. Gotcha. And we had to bounce. He's like, "F this, it's too cold." Okay. Yeah. I, so. You know, I watched it twice, and uh, the the second time, I was fixating on your pants because I felt like they kept changing. My so pants never changed. Your pants didn't change. My pants. Well, never your changed. ironing did. So in one scene, they were like <laughs> super fucking wrinkled, right? <laughs> And then, like, the next scene, they were, like, pressed clean. I was like, hold up. <laughs> so I, like, run it back. Check this out. What? <laughs> My shoes changed. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Because I had on shoes in the, when I was walking up the steps. <laughs> yeah. But throughout the entire movie after that, I had on Tim's. Oh, okay. Yeah. And my shirt changed. Oh. I didn't catch that. A lot, a lot of change. I, I peeped the wrinkled pants you from, saw that? from the back. And I'm like, that's uncharacteristic. Yeah, for JB. Because if it was anyone else <laughs> maybe, walking upstairs. I was, like, I was like, well, maybe he, you know, he's playing a role. <laughs> yeah, I was in character. Just, yeah, oh, yeah, he's okay. in character. I was like, because this is definitely not JB. Like, JB. Maybe it's his character. The, the only thing that, that threw it off, though, like... My waves was fresh as hell. They were. So if Shout I was if waves. I was trying to like really commit suicide and I was like on one like that, yeah, out yeah. of my bag, my, my I wouldn't have cared. I'd have been totally you like, disheveled. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm like not, I'm not my pants my would pants. have been crazy wrinkled and so would everything else. Okay, okay, yeah. That no, that makes sense. That's yeah. actually good. Yeah, I, I appreciate it now more. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I oh, seen you haven't seen, yeah. yeah. seen it? Oh, yet. don't yeah, don't give away the ending. Don't I'm gonna post the link on the on the B shot Twitter. Yep, I think we actually I finally have a down day tomorrow. So I think I'm gonna sit with Dope. it. Cool, cool. Dope. Uh, so yeah, and anyway, I can do the airdrop on my Lock TV. Seven. Who who directed that? And and Mike, Michael Turner. Mike, Mike Turner. Turner. Yep. Shot and uh, shot and directed. Film okay. And directed. What's his uh, product? Hammock something. Or? Hammock Media. Hammock Media. Okay. Yep. Local company. Local company. Is that their first release? That is their first release. Dope. Yes. I like it. And uh, is there? I, I forget. Was there a continued or part two? Is there supposed to be or something? Or nope, nope. That's it. So is he working on another project that you he's know? He's working on definitely. He's de- he's written lots of screenplays. He's also that. That movie actually was based on a book titled What Goes Up Must Come Down. Oh, really? Uh, his book? or His some? book. Oh, nice. His own book. And I don't know. True. I don't know if you remember when um, I was here and I was originally scoring the movie. I had... Um, that was... 
Damn, that was awesome. Lord, Lords of the Underground. Mm, um, Chief Rocker was mm-hmm. supposed to be in the gym part w- oh, in okay. the beginning. Yep. And actually, that part got moved to the beginning instead of where it originally was. And um, there was a part where the little boy was getting ready to jump up and yeah. grab those things and climb up. And what goes up must uh, come uh, down. From that song was playing but right not me then. Clown. <laughs> right. But he, he had to take it out because of copyright yep. reasons. Edited. But he could use my music. Okay. How much? You know, speaking of that, there was a glaring omission in the uh, credits. Scratches by Nate the Great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Where, I did, I, where's I'm, my Hollywood money? Shit. What the fuck? Royalties. <laughs> shit. <laughs> my bad. Uh, my um, bad. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This, there's two things I want to say. Um, why did you... This is the first question. Why did you? Uh, why did you score part of the film, if not all of it? Why was it you? Why was that your job? It wasn't my job. Okay. Um, he was wondering if I could get someone to score it, and we would t- we would discuss. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll score it. Why not?" And um, I was talk I was talking about PJ Katz, who had just scored. Um, what was the scary movie? Oh, wow. uh, Baby Monitor. Baby Monitor. Yeah, Baby yep. Monitor. Yep. And I was going to talk Happy to Katz, but like he he's so busy right. with different things, and they just moved. And so I said, "You know what? I'm going to do it myself." So you see me? I had my keyboard in there, and I was dude. I was playing stuff and mm-hmm. let me tell you something about that. Stuff. Let me tell you something about that. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to see, seeing this because I I was basically this is the week I wanted to watch it, mm-hmm. but I really appreciated um, how much uh, level and commitment that you put into this. Um, working on the sound, mm-hmm. like literally, he sat in the studio and he was going through different songs, and I would just stick my head in and I could see like the intensity, like he was into it, and this was not his job. Mm-hmm. Right. His job was to show up, read the lines, you know, do a stuck dizzle and keep it moving. But right. I saw like a whole other aspect to somebody who you know volunteered his services, and that was that was ill. So I'm yeah, looking and, forward and it's, into. Is definitely volunteered my services. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not it like you put it. Up there. I mean, it sounds like you put it out there. I'm only saying that because it sounds right. like you know we need help. Uh, okay, I'll do it. Right you now, um, but yeah, I'm. I'm, and I've ever I've heard only good things about it. Speaking of which, Nate the Great. Nate oh. also had a nice little. Damn it! All right, I'll thing get this, this weekend. Get this <laughs> Yeah. Get your own sauce, yo! This, yo, this show is in such yo. disarray because of pop pot stickers. Pot just stickers. so y'all know, all right, yo, these pot stickers are the show. Today. Get your own sauce. <laughs> but, um, stuck, all right. Um, so, yo, Matt Murray just retweeted Nate the Great with my motherfucking movie check. <laughs> oh my it's coming, goodness! It's coming! It's coming! It's oh, coming! Man. So you were in a movie too? Like, I totally this, yes, he was. This is so yes, he did. Is it's this crazy. random? It it totally is random. It's like this random craziness of the universe colliding in some weird way. Yeah, totally. Like a couple weeks See, ago, that's what happens. Me and Nate the Great, we're gonna be movie stars. Yeah, hey, right. well, I mean, you're already each other's man crush. So. <laughs> 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 well, might as well be movie stars too. Oh right. man. So actually, this um, you know Corey is an actor, yeah. right? And she did very well, by the way. Yes, and yeah, she has a whole it. crew um, of people down in the Virginia, North Carolina area. Area. Ah. And so we traveled down there like maybe two or three weeks ago, and they 
um, we're shooting a, a short film for a film festival down there. But the cool thing about the film festival is you make the film, and it's like the 48-hour film festival. I was going to say, that's a quick turnaround right. this one if you were just there. Yeah, so like you go in Friday night, you get your genre, you get a couple of little Easter eggs you got to put into the, uh, the uh, film to prove that you did it this weekend. You write the whole thing, you film the whole thing, you edit the whole thing, and you submit it by Sunday night. Wow. So we did that, and yeah, I got a little cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what that's what's going on. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's kind of like shooting a music video for the most part. Like we gotta get it done today, and we're, we're releasing it tomorrow. Yeah, it's crazy. It that was crazy, crazy turnaround time. You know, it was like it was a short film. It's like you know, four four or five minute film. Um, so you know, a little bit more doable. But yeah, that's what's up. JB tried to downplay it by calling it a music video. No, 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 no. Oh. no, 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 not at all. I not know, at all. Yeah. Okay, okay. Not at all. <laughs> but but see the thing about this it, coming from a composer slash actor right there. <laughs> composer actor rapper producer yeah like, you know what it's alright yo we, damn we always do that to you you built bookshelves and I built a deck oh, damn Nate damn you guys damn. we just we stopping you damn alright yeah we trying to get the foot off our necks yo we trying, we trying to reverse the polarity word oh, it's not good. The, the podcast thing might not be working out so much anymore <laughs> <laughs> you need other skills. Yeah. What's the name of that movie, Nate? Uh, oh, great. Damn. Okay, good job. So, <laughs> yeah, no, make sure you clear, make sure you watch cl- Locks Up. Clear, <laughs> clear service, clear channel, clear, clear. Y'all, y'all keep clear talking, signal. Clear, clear signal. Clear signal. Is it clear okay. signal? Something like that. Shoot, we'll, we'll tweet it. I'll out. We'll tweet yeah, it out. we'll tweet it. This is why you didn't get no uh, static. It was it. called Nate. I put the pot sticker sauce in that bowl right there, but I forgot to bring it up. Could you bring the bowl up? Now that you're done talking about the movie, you don't know the name. This is, your, this is your reparations, motherfucker. <laughs> this is it? <laughs> That's it? I waited all this time? Yes. All hot uh, stickers. All right. So uh, people listening at home, at Beach Out Radio on Twitter, we have uh, one thing we're asking tonight. We'll get. We'll talk about it a little later. Uh, I want to know your favorite meal of the day. Breakfast, lunch, brunch, dinner, dessert, or if you got another one, let me know. The answer is uh, yes. Tweet it at Beach Out Radio. Use the hashtag best meal if you can. <laughs> and I just want to know where your head is at in terms of the uh, best meal of the day. And keep in mind that Sunday we'll be at Savoy on Lark for Brunch of Us. The Brunch of Us. The Brunch of Us. Um, with uh, DJ True Master and it's music uh, from... Prince, Stevie Wonder, Michael. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's it. Just yep. those three. Okay, yep. so that'll be interesting for uh, brunch. So mimosas, True Master. What what could go wrong? Uh, so yeah, Happy Chat Radio hashtag Best Meal. Uh, did y'all hear about this? Uh, the kid in Newark who the ten year old boy in Newark yes. that was chased by the police. Yep. Okay. In freaking sane. Yo, he's like you know he's like ten years old. I guess he's like playing ball or playing with a ball near the side of the road, and the ball rolls into the street, and then the police like start uh, chasing after him with their guns out and the kid just takes off running so he thinks that he's in trouble because his ball rolled into the street and uh eventually the neighbors like intervene like what are you doing like they're chasing after like he's a kid he's a kid and uh they thought this 10 year old boy was a uh was a 20 year old who was six feet so this kid's in fifth grade so they they mistook him for a dude that was over six feet tall and had dreadlocks and this kid has a shaved head and he's a 10 year old and uh and the the kid says something like uh hang on let me find the description oh they uh, he, he said they had a shotgun So one cop has a shotgun One has a handgun And the mother says They chased down my 10 year old son With loaded shotguns Ready to shoot Because they said He matched the description Of an over 6 foot tall man Dark skin With long dreadlocks Which my son is none of And um 
this made me think of something because on this show, a lot of times we're always like, you know, saying how like the police are, you know, an evil uh, entity and they're just like an, an overbearing, like bad force, it, it, just in general. But it always also made me think like the police are uh, part of my ableism. They're just dumb sometimes. We don't really think about how stupid the police are. Right? No, <laughs> they are dumb. My well, like, and it's just like one of those things where we're, you know, we're always like uh, the, the, making them out to be evil. And I think uh, as as an institution, that's that's really the overarching thing. Is like they're right. really just not a force of good. Like if you really break it down or and think about like the resources, racism but, aside, they're just horrible at their jobs. They're just not even good yeah. at their right. jobs. Not you know, like confident. they're like right. like that. That's not some you know. That's not exactly some uh, Sherlock Holmes shit. It's right. like this kid is ten. He's <laughs> like five feet tall. <laughs> and no dreadlocks. Get your gun out just Six in case. Jamaican <laughs> had a ball though. That's where it was confusing. Probably. Right. Yeah. That's it was the it ball was. that threw him off. Right. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, that's just something I wanted to point out. Like we, I almost feel like sometimes we're giving the police a little too much credit because a lot, <laughs> at the end of the day, a lot of these, especially these rookies on the force, are just like not intelligent people. Let alone, they're no super sleuths. You know, like if they're they're man. constantly, you know, and they, they have all their biases and they can't, you know, subside them. There's a reason that black children are always like seen to be grown ass men, basically, uh, right. and it's it's because they're not just they're just not really intelligent as a whole. You know, is it is it at all possible that they were hunting this kid down? Like, and they knew it wasn't the right person. Right. And they just were out to, like... Yeah. Some crazy shit I like don't know. That. Like, I mean, they, they eventually caught the other person that they were looking for. Um, Are you trying to say that this is, like... Intentional? A game? Like, I, safari? May, yes! Like, Maybe hunting? to some people... Yeah. Uh, maybe it is to some of these people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's a horrible up. thing to think, but but how do you mistake this... You know, how do yeah. you mistake the two? Like, I don't, I don't get it, right? Yeah. I don't. And, and look... You know, it, it could be. It could be. I don't even want like like my mind went to the freaking gopher in the golf course, but I don't even want to like um like compare the two. Oh yeah, I remember. Even that. though this you is know, where the police ro- ran down a woodchuck on purpose right, like, as a game and killed right. in front of a bunch of people. Right. And so you know, what if the same thing is happening in some poli- some some cops' minds with with people? What if that's what's going on in some cases? We'll it's, never know. It, we won't. We won't. Well, it's crazy. Sorry, I didn't mean to take it that dark. No, but no, no. Like, but, yeah, we'll, we'll never it's know. There. No, it's definitely there. It's dark already. But it's one like, thing is that I'm sure of that this kid now will not grow up being a fan of the police. Ever. And then later on when he's like, talk to police or or he joins Black Lives Matter or something, they'll be like, why this hoodlum? What is wrong with him? You know, right. like, even yeah. the people in the neighborhood saw that. Like, that's some traumatizing shit. Imagine right. being 10 years old and you got grown men chasing you with shotguns. Or like, I'm not going to grow up and be a fan of the police. Right. You always hear, like, don't play in a ball in street because you might yeah. get hit by a car mm-hmm. not you might get chased by the police chased you know what I mean police, so it's yeah. like it's yeah his, I uh, can't really imagine this happening to a white kid either like this is like a chubby black kid like imagine yeah. some white boy a ball rolls in the street and then next thing you know he's just getting chased right. down you know Never. like with, with guns out too like why are your guns even out because he obviously didn't have a gun so it's not even like they saw something they yeah. just saw a black person running and took their guns out it's like that's their first impulse that's crazy well and what ties to me when, when talking about it like that it reminds me of the photos and kind of a segue to what we we're talking about before these photos if you see with cops playing ball in the street with some of these I mean, with kids sometimes but they still got the vest on and they'll still oh, have yeah, the, yeah. the gun on their hip but they're still like it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it is it is um, you know what we, we actually let's just talk about that then because this has actually been happening in Albany a lot with these um, pop up barbecues the um, Albany police I and the mayor have been throwing on uh, so just in terms of taking pictures we, you know, so they'll, they'll be like in full uniform they're taking pictures interacting with the neighborhood right and they do these pop up barbecues and it's essentially a PR stunt like a publicity stunt um, to demonstrate oh this all is look officers. at how is that Kathy Sheehan <laughs> yeah hey Kathy what is, what did Kathy all of our officers all of the officers yeah all uh, of them. how they're like doing they're all there Kathy all of them 
them. Committed to take advantage of African Americans and Latinas. <laughs> exactly. We know that, but that's why they're there. We don't like them. <laughs> but but in their mind, the purpose is to demonstrate how they're building, bridging gaps between the community and like being such a, a tool of service for the community. And uh, JB and I were out uh, canvassing for the hip hop uh, clothing swap, and we we witnessed one of these barbecues, and uh, it was not well. One, they shut down traffic uh, in the middle of rush hour, and it caused like a huge traffic jam in the hood, which right. was ridiculous. It was just bad planning. Like anyone who from the area would know not to do that at that time right. not in that corner right. and it's like they had total disregard like nah we're just gonna shut down this whole freaking street <laughs> or what don't you know the traffic regard. pattern you're like the police people like to yeah, stop right. traffic do it on purpose. Let's, uh, <laughs> I don't even know yeah I'm to that point where I just think some of the shit they do is on purpose we just, took their peaceful <laughs> protest tactic and used right? it against them <laughs> or like or like having a you know a, a pop up two blocks from where they killed Dante Ivy right. even stuff like that it's like what, what are you I don't know sometimes I just think they, they right. do this shit on purpose you know um, but but anyway um, the, you know so they, they do these and they, they bring a photographer with them. Actually, the photographer that they bring with them is Stephen Smith. He's a police officer, but he also brings a camera. And uh, Oh, he's the public relations guy that goes on camera, right? Or is that a different Oh, guy? maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It might be. Um, but I just know he's getting all the photo credit, and he's a cop. And yeah. so they, so whenever they do these pop-ups, they make sure that they have a camera there, which is always funny to me, because anytime I'm filming the police, they're like, yep. get the fuck away from me. Why are you right. filming? They're always giving me a hard time. Right. So it's like when they're doing something like this, you can tell it's a publicity stunt when they bring along a, you know, a, a right, SLR camera, right, right. and they got kids posing, and then the very next day they post up you know 50 photos of look at it's always like a bunch of white cops playing with a bunch of black kids right. you know it's straight up propaganda um, and I, I posted up a picture today on uh, on Instagram because I'm banned from Facebook we'll talk about that a little later was it today or yesterday uh, today uh, of uh, a mashup of Chief Cox with th- standing with three oh, black yeah, kids yeah, and uh, yeah. Adolf Hitler standing with three um, Jewish kids or German yeah. kids and this was uh, propaganda they used in, in World War 2 Facebook yeah right <laughs> uh, this was propaganda that they actually used in uh, World War 2 to convince people earlier in the war to convince people that uh, the Fuhrer and the Nazis were going to like help uh, the, right. the common people you know and that children need not be afraid of them right. um, and, and and I saw some people uh, posting and saying like it was oh it was, in, it was just incendiary and it's not truthful and like the police aren't as evil as Nazis or whatever but I really think if you look at it just, just for what it is at face value it actually is very similar you have uh, an authority figure posing with marginalized children to demonstrate how nice they are and I don't right. see how you can't draw that parallel because a lot of people to a lot of people in the black community the there's not a huge leap between Nazis and police you know American yeah. police um, so uh, so I don't know I just want I just wanted to like discuss that a little bit uh, have, have you all seen some of the pop-ups or I saw I, I, I was aware of the pop-up and I saw the pictures that were kind of going through and I was laughing at uh, the meme that you created with the with, I'm gonna like, the, continue the to robot voices because yeah. they're, they're, they're so awkward the pictures are so awkward and it's like it's what you the voice you hear in your head looking at the photographs is like they look uncomfortable they look like like yeah. oh shit the camera's on us like yeah. it's like the whole the whole thing is really really bizarre my favorite uh, for one everybody involved with, with his hands hanging like this he he like, know how to I don't know what, what, right. what do what, I do with these do I do with should hands? I grab my gun and my taser right. what like <laughs> he looked hilarious black people everywhere and yeah. Yeah. it really looked like, like it was like we have 45 <laughs> minutes before we're allowed to shoot somebody again and it was yep. like everybody was just kind of waiting for the clock yeah. to tick down and, and I'm gonna I hope they keep posting these photos now like I, I would love for all the black parents in the area to say no you're not gonna use my kid for a photo op right but I'm going to look forward to these photos now because I'm gonna continue to make memes out of them because a lot of people see those photos and they think oh look happiness white you know cops are great for black kids right and the feel good moment and a lot of other people are just like wow this looks really uncomfortable and awkward these kids look scared like why are they even in this neighborhood 
So I'm going to keep making memes and ridiculing it because I think that it needs to be called out in some way, and I don't know a better way how right. to point out how absurd it is because you never see that, that demographic helping the black community when they need it, but they'll show up with some Capri Suns and throw a you know, softball around for an hour and a half right, and act right. like they're the good guys. And, and right. as long as there's a camera there, you know? Um, so Fam, it's, it's I love total Capri yeah. Suns. I, I do love Capri Suns, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they got us. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. You know, and here's the thing. Here's my message to the police because I know they're listening to us, right? Absolutely. JB, pot sticker? It's got to be genuine. What, what you kind? do, What you do has got to be genuine. And it's got to be for the benefit of the people, not for your benefit, right? Yeah. So a pop-up barbecue, once every couple weeks or something, yep. that's, that is an obvious PR stunt like we're talking obvious. about. It's not for the benefit of the kids. If this was for the benefit of the kids, you know. Maybe you would uh, not lock their parents up for petty crimes. Maybe yeah. you or how would. About this? If it were not for, the- maybe you would feed them daily. Yes. <laughs> maybe you would feed them daily. Maybe you would have a center in the middle mm-hmm. of a food desert yep. that can provide nourishment to these kids once, twice, three times daily. I mean, this is how you truly and legitimately and genuinely help people. A pop-up barbecue is a PR stunt. We all see through it, and that's why we're getting on you right now. But we see through it. But here's the thing. A lot of the, basically a lot of the white folks in the suburbs, they see the pictures, and they're just like, this is adorable. Well, may, okay, and so, okay, so It's for maybe, them. It's not even for okay, us. Okay, so maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's not really for the, maybe it's not for the black community. It's maybe, not. Maybe it's for the politicians and all the people watching the news uh, that live in Clifton Park but are not in Albany or mm-hmm. and detached from the situation. You know yeah. what I mean? No, and that's really what I think. I, all, all the comments that I saw, the vast majority were just from white folks who do not live yeah. in Albany and they were like, oh, this is great. The cops are great. And they use that, I think, to justify yeah. continuing to abuse and kill people of color because right. they, they, they're twisting people's minds. So they think, oh, black people are making a big deal about this. Police are not abusive. Look, I saw a picture of one holding a kickball. Look, and, check this out. I don't like the fact that they put their hands on that dude, that oh, little kid's face on his mouth and shit. That Yo, picture made me mad at all of them. Don't touch my goddamn kids. Don't touch my kids. Don't put your hands in my kids. But it was, it was like he was yeah. forcing the kid to, to smile. smile. Yeah. That photo ruined my day. Like, I was in the middle of doing something. Uh. Somebody texted me. They're like, did you see this photo? And I, like, stopped what I was doing and wrote, like, five rage paragraphs. I just, and I feel so powerless. But of all the shit the police do, that bothers me the most. Like, yeah. I'd rather the police were out here profiling me than putting their hands on black kids. Like, leave the kids alone. Leave the kids out of it. Stop taking their photos. Just tase me if you got, like, go go around and harass people. Do all the other. The kids are off limits, I think. And uh, for whatever reason, just anytime I see those photos, it's really triggering. It's like traumatizing. Like, why are you doing this to the kids? You're using them as a tool. You're exploiting them. And you're trying to use it as justification to do the abuse later on. And all those little eight-year-olds that they were talking to right now, they're going to be whooping their ass in 10 years as soon as they're old enough, you know, to, yep. to basically be out at night. Yep. And so it's just, it's a total farce. Leave the kids alone. It's really weird to me reading the, like, the news reports talking about it, too, saying how much of a success it was. And there's even, like, quotes oh, yeah. where they're, like, talking to some of the kids that were there, like, you know. And there's, like, a quote of, like, a 13-year-old who's saying something like, uh, you know, I had these really confused thoughts about them and I used to be afraid of them but now I realize it's not so bad anymore and it's like I want to know the follow up of the question before that that's what did you think or what led you to think that that was now yeah. changed by you know by having, a barbecue by, by a hot dog and an ice cream cone that now you know your complete world is changed around uh, it's, it's just bullshit well kids I mean the kids 
are easily manipulated. So are adults too. But um, you know, you you wave a hot dog and some and a drink in front of some kids, they're going to like you. I mean, that's right. that's how that's how Until child predators the, pick up kids. The, <laughs> you pretty much. They pull up in a van <laughs> with some hot with some like candy and no, shit. You're right. They're doing a the bag same, of Skittles. They're doing the same thing. They, you, Cheetos. They pull, yo, they pull the a play out of the playbook of the child predators. That's what they do. Yep. Yo. Oh, that's my how you know. God. That's how you need to think about it. It's that messed up. Bad news. So um, so yeah, that bothered me. So if you have a chance, or if you have any say in this, say you're at a barbecue. Because my thing is, those resources are ours. All the resources that they put into this should be going to the community anyway. Yes. In fact, I yes. think all the money they give to them should go to Youth FX. It should go to Fly Right. It should yep. go to True Heart. It should go to all these organizations that do stuff locally to actual black people that do this for the kids right. instead of the police. Right. But right. since they're not, I agree. I think you're entitled to that stuff. Like, go take the food. Go take all the hot dogs. JB and I were there. It was hot as hell. I was like, you know what? Or JB's like, let's get a drink. And I'm thinking, at first I was conflicted. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. This is our shit anyway. Like, y'all, you know, took the money and yeah. bought it. So I'm like, how they didn't even want to give us so we went a to get a, water. We went to get a drink and he and JB's like, two waters. And he's like, one per person. Like, not even like nice, like a dick. And I'm like, there's two of us here, clearly. And he, you know, JB was just trying to get a drink from me and him. And so we had to like, you know, demonstrate, point to each other. Did you have to like ask separately? Did they like say, no, did they we, make we you were ask being, separately? We were being jerks to the police. They were being jerks to us. Jay, Jay you saw the one dude point at me? Yep. <laughs> they don't, like, that, that's, 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 that's the one. Right? That's the one. <laughs> they don't like me. They don't like me. But whatever, that shit is ours. I, I should have just gone over there and picked up a 24 pack of water and just walked away. <laughs> but that shit is ours. And they act like they're doing us a favor. You took that money from taxpayer dollars and from the community so yeah it's ours you know take it but at, but yep. don't take photos with them they, they use that they're using us basically um, yeah I seen another post from someone else unaffiliated with us uh, post pretty much the same thing you posted oh, really? with the child with the with the fingers in the mouth don't, oh, really? let, don't let them um, exploit your children someone else posted something very similar that's great do you, do you know who can you act, or I you don't, don't want to say it oh, no okay. I don't remember it, it happened I was at work I saw it and when I went back for it it was gone okay good no because I want people to call it out like that people, was bad it's think, tough to even to put that like I'm surprised that the editor whoever went through the photos went like that's a keeper it didn't have a moment to be like maybe we shouldn't but that's uh-huh. like that's the mentality they that's don't 100% know percent the mentality yeah, they, they don't, don't even see like yeah. like that's They're fucked idiots. up it's a bad photo there's no sensitivity training out of there. on anything with right. their cops yep. they don't care they don't know and they don't care and if they do know they still, they don't, still don't care, care. Right. so that's why I think it's important to call it out and I'm glad you said some, you know other people were doing it because some people just see that and they don't if you don't think about it at the next level like if you look at it at the surface most shallow level right. you're just like oh kids having fun but you, right. you gotta go deeper I mean like you just gotta go deeper because that's not the, the average experience you know the, the pop up yeah the, because you know eight days a year the police are are not for an afternoon traumatizing um, black people mm. then it's all good and it's highly publicized and they bring a camera like right. this is the fakest thing ever like if you have right. any like concept of, of deception you'll, you'll just be like wait my, my BS radar is going off this don't right. seem yep. right right uh, so that's BS. So uh, yeah, don't don't go to those. And if you do go, just take the food and don't take pictures. Uh, what else I want to? Oh yeah. So uh, I couldn't talk about uh, a lot of a lot of things we're talking about tonight on Facebook this week because I was banned from Facebook. And uh, I want. Why shout- were you banned from Facebook? Shout out to uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> uh, he had me. All right. So Chris Chris Pratt had me banned from Facebook. He's the owner of um, Pearl Street Pub and uh, a few other clubs in the area. And, which uh, other Which other clubs? We need to know which shit not. To I will go check to. my Facebook post, but I can't access. <laughs> Uh, the Barrel Saloon, and there was there's a, there's a few other, but the Pearl Street Pub is the main one, and um, 
so so I have known he's been a racist for a while because several people have told me just accounts of uh, him profiling or having the, the bouncer profile people at, at the door to get in. So when there's too many black people in Pearl Street Pub, the bouncer will find any reason not to let black folks in. And this is like common knowledge among black people in Albany. Like, you know, they do this at lots of clubs, not just Pearl Street yeah. Pub, but uh, Pearl Street Pub is notorious for it. And so if you're, so say you go to a club, and I had this happen with Mike Arson one time. Uh, they're just like, uh, you, your pants are too tight or your pants are too baggy or your shoes are a solid color. People have been kicked out for that. What? Um, Mike, Mike couldn't get into a club last week because he had a red shirt on and they said, oh, it's a uh, gang affiliated. He went and put a blue shirt on and they let him in. It's like, they just will, they will, they will like come up with reasons just to keep black people out the club. So this happens all the time and it's, it's kind of just like par for the course at this point. I know what happened at Pearl Street Pub. I've heard it a dozen times. Yep. Then they, they um, put out a, they made a really big stanchion sign for the front of their new, their new spot. They moved across the street and it had this really racist dress code and it's like, no do-rags, no baggy pants, no Timberland boots, no ice grills. Like, nobody even wears grills in Albany anymore. Like, it was just supposed to be <laughs> it basically... What is this, 2002? It might as well have said no afros, no turbans, no waves. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it really was just to keep black folks out of the club. So, a lot of people commented on it saying the same thing and I was one of them. I was like, hey, this is, you know, this is super racist and problematic and and you got Chris Pratt, who's the owner and he's in the comments. Um, one, of, one of the things said no shorts, right? Which seems like an odd thing to keep out, but whatever. And it's summertime. This one white girl says, well, I'm going to wear shorts. And he says, well, it's fine for you. It's uh, like he, he's going to use it. And he uses the word discretion. He's like, I'll, I'll enforce it at my discretion. And discretion is just right. a new Another word, word white for... people use for discrimination. <laughs> like, anytime, like anytime you hear about police discretion, just replace it with discrimination and you have exactly what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, hey, I'll, I'll enforce it at my discretion discrimination. That's what I, So right away, it's like, okay, if at you're your not discrimination, if you're not, yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> Hashtag discrimination. <laughs> if you're not enforcing a rule universally, it's discriminatory. Yeah. Like if you're just picking and choosing. So if you're like, oh, this is a cute white girl, I'm gonna let her in with shorts. Oh, this yeah. is a dude with um, you know, cargo pants on and his hat backwards. I'm not letting him in, which is what I'm wearing right now. Then that's discrimination. Um, so he already he admitted he wasn't gonna enforce it evenly. So I called him out for that, and he didn't like it. Um, and uh, and a lot of people, and I called him out publicly. I made my own post, and a lot of people were sharing it. So he he's in my inbox crying. This is back in May, right? And uh, he's just like, um, listen, it's not like that. I'm not racist. I want to meet you for lunch to talk about it. And I, the last thing I want to do yeah. on my lunch break is talk with racists. Like I had, like, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just like, no. Um, but I but I gave him a little lesson anyway. I'm like, hey, this is why you're either a racist or you're just super out of touch. So pick one, and maybe we can go from there. And he doubled down on his racism. I'm not a racist. You don't know. You never owned a club. Uh, what is it? Do and he asked me like, "Do you like thugs? Yes or no?" This is like in the in the Facebook message. Um, so right off the right, as soon as he said that, I was like, "Ah, oh, this guy's a lost cause. It's not even worth talking to him." So I didn't respond. I'm just like, you know, I'm not meeting from lunch. Fuck him. I just tell people, folks to stay away. Um, so you know, I kind of forgot about it. And, and a few months passed. And then uh, Saturday night, I'm out with uh, Mike Arson for his pre-birthday celebration. Shout out to Mike Arson. It's his birthday uh, today. Hey, Word. shout out to Mike Arson. Yep. Shout out to uh, Jackie. Shout out to my twins, John and Jawan. Oh, it's yeah. all your birthdays hey. today. We're gonna. Be He's doing a lot of birthday celebrating this weekend, I, I hear. So Mike said he's moving his, you know, his official party will be the Saturday. So oh, perfect, perfect. I don't know where it's jumping off, but we'll be there. Um, so, uh, so uh, I get, so I get a text from uh, from a local DJ, and it's about. Chris Pratt again, own a racist owner of Pearl Street Pub, uh, and uh, partner at Publish Public oh, Public yeah. House Forty Two, yep. Capital Bistro, The Barrel Saloon, and Texas Barbecue, and yep. Pearl Street Pub. Thank you, Amanda. Dope. 
Um, so and he, and it's basically the DJ was uh, DJing and he gets a text first off saying that from Chris saying hey, it's a slow night. Um, I'm going to pay you less and he puts a dollar amount and the DJ's like all right fine I guess and you know which I I don't like right off the bat right um, but the, the but then it gets right really, off the bat that's slimy I that's, hate that that's, like that's, I hate that pay grimy. what you're gonna pay yeah, like yeah. I already know DJs get screwed all the time but it's bad <laughs> enough when you got a gig and it you're supposed to get a certain amount yep. and then you get less like that's not that's cool. someone's, that's someone's living right there exactly they already got living. a history of of loyalty issues with the DJs there which you know we don't necessarily have to air out it fully but uh, we already know that we can well let's just say this there's a lot of DJs some in this room who do not work with Chris Pratt way before this because right. of yep. his business practices and uh, and that should be called out and if anyone wants to call it out publicly go ahead uh, so uh, there are several DJs in the area who won't work with Chris Pratt because of his business practices and he's shady shout out to DJ Element who uh, walked out Element walked oh out yeah like, screw Hold this up. shit this was, and this was like a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, he three just, weeks he ago. He just walks out to, because, because of basically Dope. the way Pratt runs his business. Great. You know? So a lot of, he's cut a lot of um, yeah. people off just, just on his practices. So then he texts the DJ, um, hey, could you, uh, it's getting a little dark in here, switch up the music. And the DJ responds, uh, and this is all in the text message, the DJ's like, what are you talking about? I play this type of music every week. And then uh, Chris Pratt says, play, play some white people music. So he's no, basically, didn't he say it's getting kind of dark? In oh, he said that. Yeah, first, yeah. No, that's the first thing yeah. he said. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I so he says it's getting dark in here. Um, switch the music. And the DJ says I play this music every week. And then Chris Pratt says play some white people music. So getting dark in here is obviously like a pretty blatant code for there's too many black people in here. Right. Play white people music to get them out or switch up the crowd a little. And the DJ is just like what the fuck. So and that's how the texting ends. So so I get this message because I you know I work with a lot of DJs and I, I and I just being an MC and um I think a lot of people send me people send me racist stuff all the. I was gonna say this is gonna go in that that one folder from yeah, the side. Let me just <laughs> let me just say, people don't even know. I wake up in the morning <laughs> to the worst email inboxes ever. It's just <laughs> like it's just like a shit fest of horrible things that happen. I don't know how this happened, but I, I kind of just sift through it and figure out what what is worth addressing and what is not. Now, Chris Pratt has has been on people's radar for a long time, and I've heard numerous stories about him just being a womanizer, or a dirtbag, and I'm just like, you know what? I, I have enough dirt on this guy. I want I want people to know so they can be safe because he's gonna go around. He's probably telling the bouncers the same thing you know don't let black folks in we got too many darkies in here and he's probably telling the police the same thing in fact a friend of mine saw um saw chris pratt talking to the police yesterday about my facebook posts calling him out <laughs> and they took a picture and they sent it to me and i have a picture of chris pratt talking to two oh, are cops. you serious yes yeah yeah oh, when um, can i see that when i'm unbanned from facebook <laughs> <laughs> right away so so he, so he's so he's a snitch and he, and he talks to the police but whatever we knew that but so my thing is if he, he's already he's a racist and the police are friends with his and the bouncers and, and and he we know he's underpaying folks like he needs to be called out so i, I just had all this information i compiled it in like a nice neat um uh post with uh, with the sources and everything and people could always say you know i made up the text or whatever but hey, chris the reason i know chris pratt won't sue me is because if we go to a discovery hearing he's going to get exposed and he, right. he won't have no case because i can back up everything that i said right so um so i put up this post i make a little graphic with his dumb face and it's saying like uh you know hi my name is chris pratt and i'm a racist and don't you know don't go to my clubs unless you support racist and then I put all the documentation up and it kind of went it kind of went viral really fast this was Sunday yeah. it got shared over 300 times in, within like two or three hours wow. and um and then I got banned from Facebook and I, I kind of expected I was going to get banned for it uh, so so they pull you know so they, they pull it down they ban me but the, the reason I made it an image like a graphic with with a text attached was so that people
people could reshare the image. And that happened. Like, a lot of people just screenshot it, saved it, reshared the image with the text. Yep, so it got I shared, shared that even, shit like 60 times. It got shared even more. Yeah. So it kind of went uh, it kind of went haywire. And I, I'm hearing from people, I'm hearing from, you know, uh, Mitch from Pick Food Records was like, he was riding with somebody in his car, and they were like, reading it while he was driving, like, yo, this dude this dude from Pro Street Pub just got his spot blown up. And, and, and Chris ah, was me. And then um, uh, Kleana was at work today, and she heard two white girls talking about it, like, no. uh, you think this is real? You're this this guy at uh, Pearl Street Pub, and of course, Cleana jumps nice. in the conversation. She's like, "Oh, it's real!" And I see, she's like, "I've seen the proof." Like, it's you know, the proof is in the pudding. And anybody that's gone there knows they the know. vibe that's yeah. there. The whole Whether vibe, you're, even yeah. if you're a white woman and go there, you know, you know, you're not comfortable in that spot. And yeah, I right. feel like nobody can possibly go there, feel comfortable, and Absolutely. enjoy themselves. I've never heard anybody go there and enjoy themselves. So this, that's at the top of the list. And then, and then this bullshit, and it's very obvious and blatant. And in the face, his face is terrible too. So it's like, <laughs> what's going on? Yo. It's bad. Yo, it's true. It's true. Bad luck. Can we talk about him? I was researching today about why people have eyebrows, like just the biological reason. Because Chris Pratt doesn't have eyebrows, and I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Mad people was like, yo, where's Where's his his eyebrows at? (laughs) People was like, I got two questions. How's this racist own a club, and where his eyebrows at? (laughs) Too dark. Eyebrows was too dark. Probably had to get rid of them. That's why they gotta go. He's like, yo, it's getting dark in here. Get the clippers. Wow. <laughs> he probably gets some shit's waxed too. Probably. Bitch ass. <laughs> Fuck him. So uh so, so yeah, so he he had him or he had a bunch of people report my post and I, and I got banned and then uh, uh and then he, you know he felt some type of way and he was like reaching out to other people in the area trying to get them to get me to sit down with him and I had like people from the Times Union were like asking about the post like I get emails from people and I, I'm not really oh word yeah I I had a report from t- from T U hit it me was up. in the song you hear the song <laughs> it, was in, it was in my so yes 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 yeah. that was f- freaking dope by Coming the way soon. Coming so soon. uh so uh the, you know so and I'm just blowing people off because I have nothing my thing is I have no stake in this like I have nothing to gain or lose from this and I really don't have to my point wasn't to prove anything to anyone I don't need to like a bunch of you know the reporter and all these people they're like I need I need to see phone records I need to see it's like this isn't for you like this is about like the safety of black people I want them to know and be conscious consumers and know what they're getting into and I really don't have to prove it to you because every person in the, every black person in the city already and, knows and most of the DJs already know how discriminatory yep. these clubs are yep. so this is just like hey by the way, and I got the receipts. You know, that's all it is. Yep. So, and then all, you know, all these folks are like, "Somebody was on my post before it got taken down. How do we know Masai didn't make this in Photoshop?" And, and it's just like, you know, Go talk to Chris. Yeah, right. Like, right. Yeah, talk to Chris. Yeah. Talk to Chris. In fact, what the what the person overheard um, Chris Pratt saying to the police was like, "Well, if I did say it, it was probably years ago." Like that's what he was saying. So his defense isn't even like, "I didn't say it." Because he knows he said it. He knows he did it. He's he's just trying to downplay. It, you know, and and that's why he never came out and said, "I didn't say these things." You know, right. because he knows he said it. And he knows his spot will get blown up. He, he, that's why he won't take me to court. And, and guess what? what? That motherfucker said that shit Saturday. What? What? Not freaking. Oh years yeah. Ago. I, I actually don't know if the exact day or night that it happened. I just know it happened recently. It definitely wasn't years ago. But um, but but the the important part is that he said it, and he's this is a pattern of racist behavior. This isn't like Chris Pratt did one racist thing in the last. He's right. been doing. He's been running a racist club for for years and years. He's been uh, discriminatory to people that work there and and patrons. He's been womanizing people. He's been not paying people fairly. Like that's just strike one through fifty for me. Fuck this guy. I really hope that it gets out there that this is the type of place he's running, and I hope people will take. 
take their money and go to Johnny's on Broadway, go to Punta Cana, go to Umana, go to any, you know, go to these other black cl- uh, clubs and venues and support them instead of giving your money to these levels, racists. Levels. Yeah, go to, yeah, go to uh, Lavelle's right down right Oh, it's down called there. Lavelle's? It's Lavelle's, now? yeah. <laughs> um, or, or even go to some of these white Lavelle's cl- is a nice swanky it place, is, right? By the way. Um, or go even go to some of these white clubs that are, just don't treat black people like shit, like, like Savoy or like uh, Hollow Bar. You know, like, go just go somewhere else. Like, if you yep. know a straight up racist asshole is working at some place, don't don't give him your money because right. he's laughing all the way to the bank. Right. You know, so um, so so that was the only reason I put out put that out there, and I figured I get uh you know banned for it, and uh and I did, and it's it's whatever. Uh, I can still see. Interestingly enough, Facebook changed the way they ban people. Like I've been banned six or seven times, <laughs> and. It used to be when you get banned, you can't see anything on Facebook. I do this now. now when you get well, now I think they realize some people get banned and don't come back or try right, to use right, it to right. cut the cord. So now when they ban people, you can still see. You still get notifications. You just can't reply, respond, no nothing. Oh, kind of so the yeah. button is grayed out. It's brutal. <laughs> no, it's brutal though because I've seen the people on posts like, like people ah. post some bullshit, and I'm like, I'll like write a paragraph and be like, Tightly damn it. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Where's the brutal. send button? And yo, but sometimes people will come in. Swoop in and say like Sev Static did it, Matt Murray did it. a few people like came in and saved the day. Uh, MC Graffiti and I'm just like thank God y'all on this post because I'm having an aneurysm over oh, here <laughs> just reading this stuff. Uh, who's uh, TJF? Uh, I forget the other girl's name. There's like a, a bunch of folks that been holding it down on Facebook and uh, I've seen a lot of folks sharing this because Kleana put the post back up and it got shared like another 200 times. So I've seen a lot of people having this conversation without me and it's different because usually I'm like jumping right in the middle of it. So it's cool to see these debates happen. And, and I see like minds being changed and people outing themselves as racist. Right, right, people yeah. being like, I don't know, it's not that bad. And then <laughs> 10 people jump on him. What the fuck is it? He said it's dark uh, in here. Uh, <laughs> right. So I, it's dope watching, you know. And, yeah. um, and and it's not that I like to see people argue. Yes, I do. But it's like, <laughs> I just want people to like think more. And it's cool when you can, when people can have this discussion and be like, you got to choose a side. Choose a side right now and then do it. And then we'll move on from there. That's right. that's where you got to be at sometimes. And if you're on the opposing side, you can't hide from it. You anymore. can't. Yeah, you, yeah, if you're cool with him saying something like that, it's getting too dark in here. Play some white people music. Then I know what side you're on from that from here on right, out. That's right. all I need to know. Right. So, uh, so yeah. So that's what happened. Let me ask you something. Something else about this that I'm curious about. Yep. So we know we know there's that 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 uh, chain of text messages went through a couple of uh, you know DJs, right? So we know these we know these DJs. Yep. So one of my first thoughts when I saw that, mm-hmm. I was like, oh damn, like. Did you get the um, DJ's permission? Because like, this oh, is, I just do. Yeah, but uh, so so I guess I want, and then and then I, I read that that you did right. Yep. But my question is, this particular DJ, have you talked to them and do that? Like, because I'm assuming at this point that that. They don't have a job there anymore. Well, here's the thing. Uh, one, I did, for I did, sharing it. One, I did get their permission, but here's the thing. I intentionally am not gonna um, put out the DJ's name because. Yeah, and that's why I'm not saying it. Well, right. because because they, they you know they would never work in this town again. As you mentioned, Chris owns a ton of clubs, and they all have a network, right. all the owners and stuff. But here's the thing: even if um, you know Chris were to Chris, Chris knows who the DJ is, right? It, well, that's what so I'm he saying. Could, he that's could go, what yeah, saying. he could go behind someone's he back knows and be like, where. yeah, like don't give so and so's you know a job or. But but I think in order for Chris to do that, he would have to be 
admitting that he said this stuff too, and he's, uh, and he's trying to play that he's not. Uh, so, so even if the like, I wouldn't care if tomorrow the the DJ was like, "Hey, I didn't say it." He could like come right. out and say it. It doesn't matter because I didn't name him, right, or her. So it's like, <laughs> good, question. good one, good one, good one. smooth, right? I got just one question for this thing. With yeah. a couple of DJs that are in the room as well. You're at the club, you're DJing, you notice that there's a lot of black people there, and you want more white people to come in from outside. <laughs> Mayonnaise bar. What song do you play? Wait. You uh, open, uh, some cas- <laughs> open some casserole. What song? What's, oh, what's, on the, what's on the 2016 white party list? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's got to be Baby Got Back. What's on the list? White people Poison? Poison, oh. Baby Got Back, um, uh, Good Feeling. Uh, what you call it? Oh, the- Journey. What's that? Can't Stop Believing. Oh, Can't yeah. Can't Stop Believing. <laughs> What's the poison song? This is one What's I hear. What's the poison song? The, the, oh, 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 oh! It's not pour some sugar on me. It's, yeah, pour some sugar it's on me. BBD. <laughs> <laughs> poison, 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 poison. Because that's that's though that that song. Um, it yeah, transcends boundaries. So not necessarily white artists. Not necessarily white artists to bring the white folks back in. If you play happy, they'll come in. Too. Happy, come. yeah, happy. Wait, happy wait I have come. a, I have a, I have a story, but I got to go turn, turn off the pizza. The pizza's gonna burn. Yeah. You know, it's funny that all the white songs are still by black still artists. By black artists. God, God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> keep winning. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was a good question, though. I like that. I'm curious. I'm with it. I want to um, know. Are you talking about from like 2016? I'm just in general. It's like, burnt. That song. The the Justin. Timberlake, I can't stop this feeling. Oh no, can't stop believing. The, the pizza's burnt. By it's the way, burnt? Uh, this is why we need it's burnt. What do you want? I took pictures of the of the pot strugglers over here. If you want to, if you want to put those on, on you the call the pot strugglers. This is Wait, why we need catering. You tell, you tell have, me. I'm gonna save okay, this pizza. Ooh, I'm saving it because I I actually have a similar story. It converted back to the cardboard that it turned into. That came in. That thing is what happened. And, I, and I'm super proud of myself. <laughs> so this is me stunting right now. So um, I was actually DJing at a venue. Down there, it was actually um, the same space as Levels is. I, I was DJing there; it was under different ownership. And one of the owners, I was DJing there, and one of the owners did the basically, in not necessarily the same words, the same thing to me: play house music. Right. Play house music. There's a lot of gold chains in here. Right. I'm like, and I'm like playing Mary J. Blige, you know, and I'm, you know, and, you're and like salsa. You playing light skin hip hop? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And and um and so they're like this this no we only play house in this club we only play house in this club and I'm like that's not what I do why am I here right and ultimately he brought in his boy to play house and and paid me half of what he was going to pay me for the night in case of two and emergency DJ in the I was I was out oh yeah shit. he called he called he his boy up that DJ. comes in and plays house and I bounced cause I actually like, got I actually got fired from that venue yeah uh, before you. And you were one of the people that they brought in. As they like, brought Nathan. I thought I was covering for you that night for some reason. I got fired from that place oh. for doing the very same thing. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, FDs, FDs, you know, people, I can't deal with them. Oh, maybe it's not so burnt. Would you scrape off some of the ashes or something like that? <laughs> nah, he airbrushed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there I think goes. that's a little different, though, if you're saying, like, you know, this is house music, play house music. Like, to me. No, that means the same thing. It means the same thing. Saying that you left and didn't. Oh, well, sure, sure. all right. Well, let me I, do my I, set I, then. You know, I've heard it over and over again. Venue, but you can have a venue where it's like, hey, it's this is EDM. This is house. It, it, it was, he specifically said white people music. It's too dark in here. Like if he legit, if, if the text said, listen, can you play some EDM? I, w- I, w- I know that's still the code. It's the code. But like there's there's levels to this shit. He's like on some blatant.
even racism stuff. And sure. it wasn't like EDM night at the club. Maybe the club you were at, it's house night or you know, or EDM night or whatever. Look. No, <laughs> that's not how it went. It was like no. Bone Thugs and Harmony it was, night. It was, it was, it was um, it's Tupac and, night. And actually, that that club did actually do very well with with house music nights. But this particular night, their house, their 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 EDM crowd was not there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a crowd that would appreciate Mary J or um, some R and B or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, who wouldn't? He definitely said no. Play house music, and that is true. Master knows every. Everybody knows. All the DJs know. That's that's a code. We don't yeah, want yeah. you to play hip hop. Don't play hip hop is also a code. If they say no hip hop, that's a code. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing as saying play white people music, even yeah, though all white people listen to these days is hip hop. Mm-hmm. But it, it, play white people, whatever. Hip-hop. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's so. Right. Any any of those. Whenever you hear a club owner say play house, don't play hip hop. That's they might as well be saying no, you know, no, too many darkies play yeah, white exactly. music. <laughs> yes, yes, or we, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Or we it's, don't want it to get too dark. In it's here. so hard, like you know, proving racism to white people is something that is so hard to do. I try not to bother with it anymore because black people know what racism is, and even like you know, some of the folks in here, like you can, like you picked up on that, like they I've want, been picked up. Yo, they yeah. want proof. Like they're like, wait, it was racist. When did they call you the nigger? And it's like, wait, that's not what racism <laughs> is. Like, they, like white people really think that's racism. All racism. They is, think though. all racism. Is, yeah, is the, yeah, the yeah. N word? Did he have a Confederate flag on? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> where, where Sweatshirt? You, did you die? <laughs> <laughs> yo, they, they'll even rationalize. Yo, white people even rationalize the Confederate time, flag. Yeah, that, it's got to be the N word. Yeah, it's got to be, be the N word. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So that's why it's like, only, like white people will jump through mad hoops to be like, hey, it wasn't racist. Maybe it was dark in there. Where, did you check the light bill? Do you have proof? Of, where's the Niagara Mohawk bill? I want to see if the lights were on or off. It's like, shut up. What? <laughs> Like just shut the song up. That he was going to play was going to less energy so that the lights could go up. The lights high. go on. Yeah. <laughs> right. White people. He meant white bright lights. Somebody actually was making that argument today online, like about the dark thing. They're like, maybe it was dark in there. I'm just like, oh and I can't God. say anything, so I'm just observing in in rage. Um, but uh, so so to answer the question, like why you know, so I'm banned from Facebook. My hashtag is uh, Free to Homie Messiah on Twitter and Instagram. In the meantime, I'll be back probably uh, tomorrow night or Thursday morning. Um, but somebody asked why. Yes. And uh, uh, the whole thing was really just to, one, I don't like Chris Pratt. Two, I want people to know and be safe because if his bouncers and the police and everyone's thinking like that, they should know. But three, I'm also really petty. And I think that is probably the main thing that pushed me to this. Like, I'm extremely petty, and I feel like people deserve, you know, you reap what you sow, you know? Uh, So I started thinking about this, like, the history of pettiness, like, especially black pettiness to fight racism. It's, like, such a specific thing. Mm. And um, I remember a course that I took in college, and they mentioned... uh, just like it was called slave humor Inch, was it introduction to petty 101 i wish i wish i want to teach that course uh but it was it was just it was an african studies course and they were talking about slave humor and different ways that slaves used to subvert um their oppression and, and slavery in particular and still be creative and, and sing and dance and, and and get jokes across and um uh coincidentally uh this this week there had a letter had kind of gone viral online it was written by a slave in uh, a freed slave in 1865 um in dayton ohio and and his name was Jordan Anderson, Jordan with a U, J-O-U-R-D-O-N, Anderson. And this is like kind of a, um, an infamous letter because he wrote it to his former slave master. And it's like super sarcastic. Like there's mad shade in here, right? So 
I'll tweet it out later, but I want to read a few excerpts from this. Now, keep in mind, this is 1865, and this is a slave who's been freed, and he's living in the North now, and he gets a letter from his old slave master asking him to come back and work for him. Ha! Oh, All my right? God. So, so he writes back. This is some bullshit. This, this actually <laughs> happened, right? All right, so this is, uh, again, Jordan Anderson's, uh, it's called To My Old Master, and his, his old slave master's name was uh, Colonel P.H. Anderson from, uh, he was in Tennessee. So he, he starts and he's like, sir, I got your letter. And uh, he starts just kind of saying how, how things are have been for him and where he moved. And he goes, although you shot at me twice before I left you, I did not want to hear of your being hurt. And I'm glad you're still living. So it's like he's kind of stu- like you can already tell like the like the tone is a little weird. And he's like meant he's bringing up that he got shot. But uh, this so this is early on in the letter. And he goes, I want to know um, particularly what good chance is you propose to give me? Uh, sorry, what good chances you propose to give me? Because the because the slave owner says he's going to if he comes back down he'll make it worth his while and he's like I'm doing uh, tolerably well here I get $25 a month with uh, victuals and clothing victuals is like food uh, having a comfortable home for Mandy this is his wife and folks even call her Mrs. Anderson and my children so he's like shit's kind of good here what are you going to offer me um, so he says if you will write and say what wages you'll give me I'll be better able to decide whether it will be worth my advantage to move back in so then this is kind of like towards like towards the middle of the letter he starts adding things up and he goes um, I served you for 32 years and my wife for 20 years at $20 a month. That's what I'm making now. And $2 a week for Mandy. Her earnings would amount to uh, our earnings were, would amount to $11,680. <laughs> Add this to interest for the time where our wages have been kept back and deduct what you paid for our clothing <laughs> and three doctor visits to me and pulling a tooth for Mandy. And the balance will show what we are in justice entitled to. Please send the money by Adams Express <laughs> in care of. And he's like, and he's, he can him the address for it and he goes if you fail to pay us for faithful labors in the past we can have little faith in your promises in the future so he basically says to the guy if you don't give me uh, 11 you know eleven thousand six hundred dollars now that amounts to in the time in 1865 that's about a quarter of a million dollars right, so, right, so right. it's not like a real like he, he knows the guy's not going to give him a He's quarter like, yeah, of a million wait, dollars right. <laughs> um, so and then in, in closing out he goes in answering this letter please state uh, state it where oh, so, sorry state if there would be any safety for M- Millie and Jane oh actually I want to before I read this part I I want you to. This is 1865. Black freedmen, and he's talking about uh, sexual assault and violence against right. black women. He like throws it in like as a as an aside mm. at the bottom of his letter. Um, Please state if there would be any safety for Millie and Jane. These are his daughters who are now growing up and both good-looking girls. You know how it was with Matilda and Catherine. I would rather stay here and starve and die if it came to that than have my girls brought to shame by the violence and wickedness of their young masters. So he's pretty clearly saying, I remember what happened to these other two girls. My girls are now getting older and they're good looking and you're a bunch of fucking perverts and I'd rather die than have them go back there and be subjected to that assault. You know, um... It's kind of like it's just clever, the, you know, just the way he wrote this and got that point across without outright saying it, you know. So great. Um, and then just to kind of put the put the nail on the head here, this is the P.S. Say howdy to George for me. Thank him for taking the pistol from you when you were shooting at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my favorite part Damn. is actually closer to the beginning of the letter, uh-huh. and he's talking about where it's the way that he writes it. You know that he knows that somebody yeah. else is going to read this letter, yep. and he puts in <laughs> the stuff where it's like he's like, "I'm surprised that you're still alive, even <laughs> yeah, the, the, the North, you know the northern officers didn't kill you when they." Found out you were harboring these rebels. Yeah, yeah. This guy. So it's like that. He knows that anybody that's going to read this, that's going to before this letter gets 
to the guy he wrote it to, it's going to change. Re- yeah, it's read written it. as if yeah, he yeah exactly. He knows like the feds or whoever could read this, and he has to put it in a way. It's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that you're not dead somewhere right, right. and not in hell. So good. And he says something like to the effect and of, that, "I'll see you later in we'll hell," see, but like he says it in the nicest way ever. If if somebody in the north is now reading this and yep. didn't know that you were harboring, now they know. Now that they know. Ned, Ned, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Punish you for your war wow, crimes. I didn't even like, think of that. It was just so brilliant. It was just like freaking amazing. Like the whole thing. Like you know, just to go over it and like you know the highlights was was rough. I really encourage people to read it again. It's uh, by Jordan Anderson. It's called To My Old Master, and it's uh, written to Colonel P. Anderson. Um, notice the uh, the name there, by the way. The colonel has the same last name as the slave. This is why I don't like my last name being Andrews uh, because I know where it came from, you know. And this shit goes on and on and on and on. Like, think just think about that. Like how long that lineage and stuff happens and where that comes from. Uh, so definitely cool. And uh, one other thing to note, just in re- uh, relation to like slave humor, uh, it, it's always had to be undercover. Right, the whole idea of like a lot of uh, early slave humor was that we can't get caught doing this, but but we have to. We want to express this, and we you know we have stuff that we want to say. So like in uh, especially before the 1930s, it was always like really masked and uh, hidden humor. And uh, one of the things that you know we kind of joke about now is like shucking and jiving. Like you know black folks would be like uh, when they when they make fun of them with blackface, they'd be shucking and jiving and yucking it up and yes sir boss and all right, that stuff. Right. But uh, what a lot of people don't know, like taken out of context, is at the time the, a lot of black people would make it a contest to see who could be the most obvious like mocking their master so that somebody would make a joke and they'd be like you the funniest knee slappingest and like it would make, they'd make a game out of it to see who could go with over the top without the, right. the master catching on it they were mocking always the inside joke so right. a lot of those exaggerated mannerisms came from that um, another thing uh, that came uh, from uh, er- the early days of slavery was like a lot of the, the slaves didn't have the same language a lot of the, the Africans didn't have the same language so they'd have to communicate with um, like a lot of hand gestures and sounds and things to like convey things and uh, that eventually got tied into the dance and, and also the, the humor and just conveying stuff so uh, you, you ever see that that um, not Dave Chappelle who's a short dude um, Kevin Hart Kevin Hart yeah when he when he does a thing and he's like claps his hands and he's like nigga and he just makes these like really like exaggerated hand yeah. gestures or do you ever see like people when they, they clap in between sentences like I will whoop yo and, right, right. like a lot of that stuff comes from when, when early Africans uh, were brought here and they were communicating through a lot of hand gestures and sounds and they, and then as as people learn the language that stuff kind of stayed in and you, you can see it in, in some of the dance and some of the comedy and a lot of the storytelling and that stuff got carried down from like generation to generation it's like physically make the point yeah like right. to get the point across when, when, when language was was a barrier and then it kind of got wow. just tied into the culture and you still see that today with comedians and you, they always joke about how like people you know talk with their hands and talk with their necks right, you know all that right, stuff right. That, that comes from somewhere you know and a lot of it was just slavery that shit takes generations and generations and it, it was that you don't stay here um, so me. yeah pettiness as revolution I love it and like it, it. it helps me justify being petty today it speaks well to your cause yeah for I'm, sure I'm, just, I'm living through my ancestors that's, how I, <laughs> that's what Taino would say <laughs> absolutely uh, thoughts on that pettiness I don't know I've been thinking about this all day no, I've been thinking think about a lot great. of stuff since I don't have Facebook anymore <laughs> and, the, and again that, that you know the thought that was put into that knowing that it was going to get written and that it's like the famous letter that it is and yeah. that everybody got to read it and uh, you know I, I would I'd love to hear like you know 
the rumbling that it made then. You know what I mean? He would have got banned for Facebook. Right, put right. This, up. <laughs> this was a G. You know, this is. I, I like. I would like to think this is the type of shit I would be up to. You know, at the time, and just you know, th- this was inspiring for me to read. I was. I was cracking up. The thing this. that I was thinking about initially when I when you before I even read it was the idea of being a freed slave, being a free person, and knowing that your owner is still out there and now knows where you're at, can send letters to you, can yeah, kind of yeah. be in touch with you to the point where you know you're still that touchable and and the living in fear constantly and then having the you know the humor of that out of that fear to then yeah. kind of write that letter back like oh you know where I'm at I'm right here yeah. but I'm not gonna live in fear I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm gonna live respond. you know what I'm I mean troll you and, a bit. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, can it's we talk about inspiring. can we talk about the entitlement of a guy who used to own a guy writing that guy right. like come back I know I know your daughters used to get you know molested or raped on my farm and right. I know I didn't pay you for 32 years right. but, but since, since you left I can't change these light bulbs by yeah myself. right since Please. you left I can't yeah. hold down the house can right. you can you come like that's Entitlement on some other level. Right. I can't even imagine. <laughs> like it just doesn't even make sense. Like the the audacity to ask someone that, and then you know, and and expect them to be like, "All right, yes, sir, boss, I'll come right back." Right. What is that? I don't even know. It, you know, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, Ryan Lochte. Is that how you pronounce his name? Lochte. <laughs> <laughs> That's that next level entitlement. The Olympic, Generationally passed down. The Olympic entitlement. swimmer. Oh yeah. Did y'all see this? Oh yeah, I've seen it. Oh yeah. We, okay, I don't think we really. I, I think this happened like right after last week or like Tuesday or whatever. Um, True. Did you catch this? The the swimmer that was in uh, Rio for the Olympics and he was okay. Uh, does anyone want to quickly just go over, do a little recap of it, and we'll, we won't spend a lot of time in this, but yeah. Just we don't, we don't need to spend a lot of time on that. Okay. From what I heard, oh, like, the, the, the big things that it was like, so we have our uh, our Olympic champion that's yep. in the pool, you know, Michael Phelps cooking, doing work, oh. and then you have the, you know, this other guy that didn't really, he's kind of been in the shadow of Phelps, I feel like, for the last few Olympics, and, uh, you know, he's in this particular one, he just had really yep. bad hair. I don't know what was, was going on his, with He, hair. like, dyed his hair gray. I think he dyed it, and then it was being in the pool, kind of turned it weird colors. I don't know what was going on there. But, uh, but you know, not the most winningest dude in the pool, uh, you know, at this particular Olympics, but decided to make news in other ways by uh, having some kind of extracurricular event outside of the Olympic, you know, stadium there. Uh, according to the way he went down, they got robbed. Uh, the money was taken, whether it was uh, undercover police agents in, in Brazil, but he got robbed. They were victims, yep. and, uh, yeah, and they, that was it. They were lucky the to be story. alive. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they essentially went down to Rio. They they destroyed a place. They, they were peeing on, on this establishment, and the security guard was like, pay for the damages or you can't leave they and i guess he took his gun out and did it and then uh they later told the story that they were just robbed at gunpoint for no reason right. they, the guy's like he put the gun up to my head and my temple and he's telling his mom this stuff too and his mom's conveying it to the feds um so he just made up this whole thing and it was really because he went down messed some shit up they went down and uh and they they felt entitled to that place they were drunk they messed up a place you know messed up a store uh, you know broke stuff in the bathroom and then they tried to you know play victim immediately right. and um the, the main reason i i, I wanted to uh, just briefly touch on this tonight was because of what Al Roker did. I don't know if you saw his uh, Today oh, yeah. Show. Yeah. He went in. He went in. So, th- you know, because this is kind of a story from last week, but just Al Roker, somebody basically was on the panel on, is it Today Show, Good Morning America? It doesn't matter. Today Show. Yeah, Today, Today Show. show. Right. And somebody was like, these are, you know, they were kids. First off, this dude's 32. He's like, they were kids. They got drunk. They, and he's like, they embellished a little bit. And Al Roker is like, yeah. no. He's like, he's a grown man. He lied. He lied to his mama. He lied to the police. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it felt so good just seeing, like, this is why we need black people on TV. Like, somebody needs to be there and be like, hold up. Right. No, you just said yeah. some fuckery right now. Nothing this is those the truth serum every time. Right? You need that. And it's the first time 
since Al Roker lost weight where I was like, yes, Al, yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I needed to see that. And I, I was just glad that that representation was there. And I think about how um, empa- like empowering people to speak out against these things is sometimes the hardest thing to do. Right. And just like, um, oh, just like with the Chris Pratt thing, like I said this stuff about Chris Pratt and I've got like dozens of people in my inbox like, he did this to me. He did this to me. Look at, look at like rape victims. Like when, um, you know, when one comes right. forward, like with Cosby, you, you, you can sometimes just by speaking out empower other people to come out to and say, say something. something. Yeah, yeah. So I was so glad Roker called that out because I want other people to just, hey, anytime you see something that's like, hang on, you just said some BS, it's problematic. Let me just call it out right now, right. you know, um, and, and, and address it. And, uh, and, you know, that's something we, we haven't been great on on this show all the time. And uh, and I like I want to get you know get better at that too because on live TV or live radio it's really hard to do that and keep it in mind. We'll probably I'm sure when I listen to podcasts I'll go back and hear something and be like you know we should have called that out right when it happened if it's problematic. It can't just be when it's like something that's racist or doesn't sit right with us and right. like um and it's hard it's hard to like to talk about it and listen to it and have your own kind of delay filter at the same, at the same time, time is, is definitely rough but uh yeah with this thing what I remember and something that I feel like we had talked about and it put light on was was how much pressure a lot of the other American representatives out there were under, yep. uh, especially the young black uh, gymnast and, you know, a lot of this, the, the black and brown people that were out there representing uh, were under a much more uh, tighter scrutiny in the public eye oh, as yeah. far as being an American representative out there. And uh, and this dude is just kind of just like, hey, fuck it. He's like gonna... going down there just committing like petty lo- like wow. crimes and stuff. And they're just like, oh, well, boys will be boys. Right, right. And then the, and, the, and that's the issue. So the, 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 the backlash of that is like sweep it under the rug. Hey, they're fine. It's just the thing, kids. Da, 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 where it's like, nah, it's fucked up. Yeah. I heard that they uh, they stripped him. He lost all the sponsorship. Yep. And Good. Uh, and that not only that that they uh, I forget the one particular was it uh, Puma or somebody Speedo. Speedo. Thank you. Yep. Spe- uh, Speedo donated his fee to children and youth in Brazil. Oh, hey. So with the, the 50k that he was going to get, then now the kids in in Rio are going to get. Right. See, so, if you're going to do a PR stunt, show us the money. That's right. That's how I feel. That's right. So, <laughs> and that's a, that's a good look. For Take them, note, so. police. Did any of y'all see? Um, his interview after the fact, which, by the way, this oh, guy you about when he really didn't want to admit that he did it. Yes, oh, with, nah, with nah, Matt Lauer, yeah. and yeah. his red-haired oh, jo- interview. He his changed his hair. Okay, interview. okay. I didn't, First I, I didn't of all, see that, but I saw the Jordan meme they made of it. Oh, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that that Actually, I'm wondering after the fact. Now, I'm wondering if he dyed his hair to. I wonder if like his PR person told him to dye his hair because he had gray hair before. Yeah. So by by dyeing his hair, maybe he looked younger, so people could say, "Oh, just a young kid." Could be. Or to distance himself further, like we know, right. yeah, the media does this stuff all the time. They make him look like that one shooter but, that got off in in the movie theater. Is that who you're talking yeah. about? Oh god. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, he was such a douche in that. In that, like he, like he, he wouldn't. He just couldn't fully admit to lying. He's like, well, there was a gun in my face, and I didn't know. And the, he had a gun in my. Matt Lars, did he have a gun in your face? Well, I embellished the truth. <laughs> you know, right, yeah, it's yeah. like he was, it was it was the worst. Like awkward. They should have never put him on TV. Him, and it I was feel that like, bad. And from a dude that had, he had that TV show where he kind of just like went from city to city that he was training in with just like get drunk, try to pick up women, and then like hit the gym the next day. And like that was the show. Uh, I feel like he very easily could have just went on that show with Matt Lauer and just said, hey, you know what? I fucked up. I got drunk. Yeah. We pissed yeah. on the thing. Just and fucking apologize. Audience would have been like, we still love you, man. It was yeah. great. Yeah, you did. Like, that's, and they could have did it, but that he just apologized. Yeah, that, you know? that kind of goes a long way, yeah. 
Like, I, just, and, and especially him as as the athlete that everybody's already kind of halfway given the pass. Yeah. Like, he could have very easily kind of had the whole thing swept away. Because yeah, it's not he like he hurt yeah. anyone. He did something super messed up, and well, the, the was lying a, was what was more like more of an issue. There was a rumor that uh, one of the females that he was having sex with down there women. snitched on him. One of the women that he was having sex with down there snitched. Oh, on him. really? Told yeah. oh, oh, told authorities. Told authorities on him. Oh, yeah. wow, good. Like told the <laughs> truth. Uh, I'll say I'll say this too. I had this kind of like. Um, I was kind of like soul searching during the time and thinking about stuff and I was kind of in my mind comparing this situation and, and let me let me get through this because it's going to sound kind of weird in the beginning but I was comparing this situation with um, the, the women from SUNY Albany oh, okay. the bus incident right oh okay two incidents where people are accused of lying right and I'm, I'm kind of introspecting myself and I'm saying well I'm giving the, the SUNY women the benefit of the doubt that <laughs> that this wasn't a lie that the n-word was thrown around but yet I really want Lochte to like get it and yeah. I'm like and I'm like kind of seeing the bias there and I'm like seeing oh well maybe this is my bias you know I am biased towards um, you know this, the women from SUNY whereas you know the the white privileged you know yeah. Olympic swimmer I'm, I don't have as much you know compassion or whatever you want to call it for you know what I mean so um, but I, th- I, I kind of step through this in my mind and I say no there's a problem here. The women from SUNY are potentially going to jail, and yeah, Ryan yeah. Lochte has got mad airtime. Yeah, he didn't he's lose. not going to jail. I mean, he lost money. He lost money, but he's not going to jail. Yeah, yeah. And he got he gained mad airtime from it, and he'll probably get a book deal from it. Mm-hmm. So that's and and so when it all came, when it came full circle, um, I was like, that's the problem. Yeah, if if Ryan Lochte did this, and then they were like, now he's facing three years in jail for, I'd be like, well, well that's odd. Like, why? You know, like right. it, it, it's the abuse that came after. Like whether he lied or told the truth, it's like yeah. If the if they were prosecuting him, like he committed right. a capital offense, and he's looking at facing serious time, right. and and uh, they're like going all out and, and defaming him in, in in the press, so he can't get a fair trial. Right. Like if all those other things were happening, yeah, then I'd understand. Like okay, you're kind of ODing on on what he did. Like he lied. Right. Um, to but, me, it was the fact that he was back in the states and like they were holding the rest of the. Yeah, he like team. left his boys. He like left like, his boys. There. He made the thing off Roast them you know what And I mean? he left After them Holding like, the bag Right right And I was like That's that's terrible No that's honor just, among swimmers that's bad. that's bad news there No honor among swimmers To, to, to connect the dots To what you were just Talking about Nate There was a young Black uh, woman That was running From SUNY Albany I believe on the track In Rio For the Olympics Yeah and she that's won right. She won gold yeah. Yeah. yeah she won yeah. gold Something okay. So that's We'll have to get on the show And ask her that exact question Cool yeah. so What if it was her That urinated <laughs> in, the, in the alley And ripped down the sign I'd be impressed How <laughs> This is for the girls That you all how, but how, how would it have played out differently? You got to wonder. Yeah, how would that have played out differently? Gabby Douglas and, yeah. and Bynes, or what was it? I always forget her name. Uh, what's sub- I don't remember. Uh, you know, I'm talking I about Bynes, about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if, yeah. They, if they had done that, in the st- could you imagine what would have happened? Like, oh, just yeah. the, the different ways that so they would have been held responsible? Like, the, the one. Uh, well, what if the boxer Clarissa Shields did it? Yeah, any of those any yeah. of those black women. Like, they, they've been getting slack for not, you know, getting their edges done and not put, putting their hands on their heart. their hands on their heart during the national Imagine if they were, like, just peeing all over a store and knocking shit over. <laughs> and again, when you have, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you have all these great wins by all these black and brown people and women, especially, 
uh, from America, and we're talking about Ryan still. That still is now yeah, yeah. over, and oh, now yeah. this is the story we're now talking about. That's right. Let's stop it. Let's stop it. He's locked out. Let's go. All right, we done. We're getting blown up on Twitter. Keep it locked here. Locked seven at Beatshot Radio. We're going to take our first break. We'll be back in 10, 15 minutes, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Keep tweeting us your favorite meal of the day, breakfast, lunch, brunch, dinner, uh, or dessert, um, or yeah, and, and why if you can't, and why if you can. I want to know why it's your favorite meal of the day. Um, and remember, we're going to have brunch next, uh, or this upcoming Sunday at Savoy with uh, True Master. So yeah, keep it locked. We'll be right back. Beatshot Radio. Snacks. some of the old and I enjoy the new and if I can find a balance between it that's where I I find my satisfaction
just the music that you gotta feel. Gave you the truth before I got a deal. No rabbit in a hat. It ain't no magic, ain't no copperfield. More like a panther. Huey Newton, Bobby Seal. Word to the free lunch. You knew what we would be cut. Who would be defunct? Which rumors would be debunked? Yeah. This is the music that you gotta feel. Yeah. Gave you the truth before I got a deal. No rabbit in a hat. It ain't no magic, ain't no copperfield. More like a panther. Huey Newton, Bobby Seal. Word to the free lunch. You knew what we would be cut. Will be defunct, which rumors will be debunked. Used to be scared of all my fears. Till I woke up from this nightmare. Now we'll become of a dream of earth. Now until we leave this earth. The music making speakers burst. I always put my people first. It's deep how when I speak, they say I'm preaching like a leader church. No proper opposition. Competition gonna need a nurse. My job as an artist is making miracles. To show you how to struggle, poetic and make it lyrical. Crystallize your thoughts and make it clear to you. And make the Revolution irresistible. Oh, oh, this one's for all the little dreamers and the ones who never gave a fuck. I'm a product of the tube and the free lunch. Living room, watching old reruns. And who cares? Your daddy couldn't be here. Mama always kept the cable on. I'm a product of the tube and the free lunch. Living room, watching old reruns. <laughs>
is so raw. Most these rappers need the seminar. You copy the same schematics, you making the same songs. You thought that you were the only, but understand it's the physical artistry manifest with no ideas original art. Sickest creation, no need for further analysis. Plus the beats, bang, prestige, giving me calluses, even if it's a song. Proving it all again. Selling out all the shows, never selling out who I am. Mild temper venter, chronic keep me casual. Formally introduced to a journey, get to the natural roller. Two zeros, then proceeded by one. Lace like your woven tennis shoes before you go run. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Uh, there's a crisis here. Nappy ain't dirty, racist man. It's just a type of hair. Nightmares have just begun. There's no enticing hum. Limbs relax, but your music pop like a bike of to the CD. Can't even play my hits. Cause new computer shit without the means to play the shit. We love the boost of speed. We love the memory. It got me feeling like we're nothing like we used to be. R.I.P. to the CD, can't even play my hits. Cause new computer shit without the means to play this shit. We love the boost of speed, we love the memory. It got me feeling like we're nothing like we used to be. Used to be. Smoke, smoke, trip, sip, sip, sip. Eyes closed like a mistress. No forgiveness, just a sick bitch. Cause I'm under destruction, what is this? Just a young nigga ready to get this. If I fall on my face, I'm a witness. Feast on my butt when I leave this. Dimension, I'm certain to think that. This world is worse, I can see shit. What can I have with the demons? How can the heavens defeat them? Sometimes I just wanna be from This feeling is something I can't run I just wanna be where I came from I'm never gonna see where I came from Rest in peace to the queen's son Brooklyn baby reborn Tricking up you were born This is like the warning Flapper swarming like these shoes on Prove them critics strong Getting cream, bitch I love it And the fans hold us down Put nothing above R.I.P. to the CD Can't even play my hits Cause new computer shit Without the means to play this shit We love the boost of speed We love the memory It got me feeling like we're nothing like we used to be, used to be. The wickedest man on fire, the new Richard Pryor, the wicked lit rubber on my dick, cause I don't want that Charlie Sheen shit. Please don't say you're the highest until you met your highness. I just want the head like ISIS. Fuck it so precise, a pussy gushing like a geyser. I'm Michael Myers with these grip pliers. Check off your eyelids. I sit in silence, speak in tongues and burn Bibles. So a letter to all of my rivals, you will not vanquish my titles. My semi-automatic will splatter a nigga like Jackson Duration birth, I was conceived in the same asylum. I solemnly swear this season to refrain from the violence. Young and wildin', still those diamonds through my silence. LSD drops in my iris, tire mark police. Sirens, no guidance, the belly of the beast is where I reside. In grimy and vibrant like Buster Rhymes in the early 90s. Click boom, your hair blue like you play with the giant. Lyrical tyrant, the way I be rhyming. I deserve all the bullet surprises. My pistol be hiding, I bullet surprises. My voice can be hypnotizing every verse I deliver. Be vivid and visually striking Been the highest since I arrived And the climate is rising It's about to get violent Cover your eyes Then take this lyrical dosage That doctor meet you Don't prescribe you I slide inside her I love a type of channel No easy water Back to the cypher I got chronic to light up Best me to light up To the CD Can't even play my hits Cause new computer shit Without the means to play this shit We love the boost of speed We love the memory It got me feeling like We're nothing like we used to be Check, 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 and we're back. Beach Out Familia. Welcome back to Beach Out Radio at Beach Out Radio on Twitter. We got a lot of people hitting us up tonight on a check-in, letting us know Beach they're listening, out. letting us know what their favorite meal of the day is. Who we got on the check-in? You still? Uh, <laughs> How long will this go on? 
you right there. And on and on. Everyone's impressed, JB. You can stop. Skills. Damn, I right. totally remember doing that. Memories <laughs> in you second grade. This long. <laughs> so, being that uh, I just took it back to elementary school, shout out to all my elementary school friends that are listening in. Oh. <laughs> Yo, that's not even cool, bro. What? Too soon? Because, yeah, it's too soon. Because there's a couple of them that passed recently. Isn't that messed Why up? Why are you laughing, Jody? Just because it said it. It was just the timing of it. You know, misery loves comedy. Time is everything. You know. That's the thing. Shit. That's the thing. Comedy. Hey, you don't have to say anything. It's all about the car. <laughs> We're that age, though. We're yeah, that we age. are. That's what I was thinking. It was like, damn. It's like it's just time for you that. Start hearing yeah. about people. He died. You're just like, what? Yeah. How'd he die? Uh, yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> so anyway, shout out to Willie Evans Jr. who gave us a retweet earlier and liked one of our tweets. That's that's our boy. Third English. Dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's mad people on the, on the check-in, like you said. Uh, Alan DeVoe, DJ Show, PV, Moondog, Pete Seymour, Robin McKenna, Arlene Brathwaite, Tanisha. What up, T? Um, Kleana, DJ Lady L, Robert Eaton, Pop-Tart. By the way, Tanisha did a great job in that. In yeah, Lock she, did, she did a fantabulous ph- ph- Yeah, she did a great job. job. She did a great in job. It. Yeah, she did. She did. Actually, she read her. She read her part, right? Because I got the script like two days before. Yeah, she had the shit like three weeks. Yeah, so she was very prepared. I got oh, in damn. there. I got in there. I had to look. Even look his compliments this. sound like insults. <laughs> no, 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 no. Backhand. Oh my god! No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. No, it wasn't an insult. I'm saying she did her thing. But what I'm saying she is did. she was she was extremely prepared. Like me, I I had no time to re- freaking rehearse. Is this a yeah, a stunt, complex like a weird uh, oh Actually, I was gonna tell, I was gonna give you some insight and insight into what happened. <laughs> I actually had the script sitting on the toilet bowl on top up uh-huh. so I could read it and every time I was interacting with Tanisha for my parts I was looking down so if you see me in the movie looking down like looking sad I'm actually reading the script so I know what my <laughs> next line is <laughs> oh, now I have to watch this again yeah we gotta do it. we gotta watch it again <laughs> you really you were that guy you know why? Because I got the script a day, like two days before. So, and I haven't Seriously. seen it yet. So, John, I know now look to look for JB looking down, yeah. wrinkles, wrinkle pants, and the shoes change. <laughs> I want to so know I, how Tanisha got the script three weeks before, and you got. The, I think it was you're the yeah, star. Exactly. It was two weeks. You're the star, and you got it two days before. Yeah, Check exactly. This out. Here's his how. Couldn't you take hers? No. 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 Not at all. Not at all. She, Can she, you start the story? What had happened was she's the boss, and see what had happened was yes. Um, she got the script and read it over and told me that he was looking for someone. He was going to be doing auditions for the part. Oh, this is before you were this cast. This is before I was even cast. Oh, okay. So I get in. I go for the audition. He's like, all right, well, you know, I like you, but I, I was considering someone else for this part. Maybe you could do this, that, and the third. So he calls me up like a day later. He's like, yeah, the other person backed out, which I'm glad because I actually wanted you, but I didn't want to uh, act happy. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, this is some BS. Some BS. So, like, but can you I, compose? Yeah. Pretty much. So I get there and I get the script and everything and, and we're going over it. And do we know who backed out? No, because I don't know. Oh, I want to know. But I get the script, I go in, I start. It was me. Chris Pratt. <laughs> I was the it first. Was, no, it was I actually Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, Chris Pratt. They didn't like him because he had he's no eyebrows. <laughs> he had no eyebrows and he's racist. You know how I know you're racist? You don't have eyebrows. Yep. <laughs> That's a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. So anyway, enough of that. I want to finish the shout-out. Yeah, finish the shout-out. Yeah, Remy didn't, Remy didn't have eyebrows either. <laughs> 
Oh, Yo, he did it. Higher learning? Yes. Yeah. You're my monkey. Racist. He does kind of look like Remy. Yo, yeah, these shout outs That's really got interrupted. Oh, sorry. And I don't even know why. Sorry. For a movie? Shout out to Mike Luciano, <laughs> Ashley Ann, Graffiti, Fee, Kane Winston, Amanda Yu, Amanda Downey, Karen Wrigley, and there's another Karen that uh, just started following us. I What's got an announcement. And Karen Scharf. That was my Twitter. That was my scroll through the Twitter feed sound effect. Yeah. Oh, that was like the that sound perfect. Doug. Yeah. That was perfect. Shout out to Scout. Shout out to Jillian. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to Mari Kush. Uh, shout out to Chris Scully again because breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, supper like a pauper. So we yeah. So we asked folks oh, wow. if they what was their supper. favorite meal. Yeah. First off, what's I don't know. I don't like supper, the term. But we <laughs> asked folks. Seventy year olds eat supper. Is that what that is? Yeah, okay, pretty much. So yeah, we yeah, asked yeah. folks what was their favorite meal, and we got a few responses. So uh, Moses Rockwell said, uh, I think he said he likes breakfast. This is the best time of day to put butter on anything. Thing, but I got two to more. Sh- but I got two more shout outs. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're shout- all jumping. Whoops. Shout out to Joe Fellow. Hey! Shout out to Reese and Hall. I got three. Shout hey. out to Noelia and Moses Rockwell. As oh, okay. You, you, you and, oh, and, all, and Albany Distilling Co. And Albany Distilling Co. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we yeah. coming through this week because we got to re up. We do got to re up. We do. Um, but Moses Rockwell has a good point. Breakfast, you can put butter on anything and no judgment. People don't even question it. It's like butter on cornflakes, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Bagels, muffins, biscuits, butter on everything. <laughs> um, and, but then uh, Ariella said, but you can do that at brunch too. And at brunch, you can get drunk on mimosas. Yo, brunch is brilliant. I love yeah. brunch. Yo, brunch is brilliant because you don't feel weird about eating fried chicken yeah. with a waffle Word. and having a mimosa. And Think drunk. about all Word. of those things that you at can do yep. at brunch. It's, so it's, a, it's like, you got my vote. It's like judgment goes away for brunch. Right. There's no, why though? Why is it? Well, because really, what it is, it's, it's breakfast. Breakfast is what it is, but it's like. <laughs> People but it's lunch know. too. But, but it's, it's like, but it is, too. but it's like because it's the breakfast things. It's breakfast that when you carry it on into, if you have like breakfast for dinner, like yeah, if yeah. I have pancakes, it's going to be the best meal of the fucking day that yeah. you just had. Brinner. So it's like it's the breakfast things <laughs> at any time of day okay. is great. And if you have brunch where you like you said, if we're going to have now uh, fried chicken on a waffle with syrup and hot sauce and this other thing, it's like it's anything. Shit, that what you did was is you had good that stuff, but good. you introduced I'm going the home breakfast and into right it. now. So if you throw the breakfast in there, you need the breakfast. You can't have like just you can't have like dinner food at you know eleven thirty a.m. and that's brunch or you crazy. You, know, you, need, you, you are tripping. Stuff. You wake you up in the morning food. and eat some cold pizza. You crazy? My niece and <laughs> I would call it brunch, get offended Yo, when my parents offer them liner. Because right. then they'd feel like they're not going to get dinner. Right. I know so a sandwich. Liner is, sandwich. Lunch late dinner? is a late lunch. Oh, but it lunch. comes before dinner, before potentially. Dinner. Okay. And they're like, no, no, no. We don't want liner. We don't want liner. Because <laughs> <laughs> then they feel like they're going to get gypped out of, out of having dinner. Oh. Okay. So that's another... Yeah. That's another. Oh, by the way, uh, category. G- uh, gypped. Sorry, uh, we removed. We, we were just talking about this. Yeah, it's one of uh, those words. Removed. Removed. Exactly. Yes. I got. I need a um a, a buzzer or something Ants. that will zap me when I say wife beater because every like I, I stop myself like <laughs> no, all, right. all summer you. long. I gotta I'm get like, a, I'll get a sound effect. <laughs> there was a movie, a Stephen King movie back in the day. It was like called Cat's Eye, where they kept electrocuting. Oh wow! Oh, yes, every time they said yeah, that's yeah, that's what I need. Have love or something. Yeah. 
No, I got mine in. Mine was brunch. Okay. That was easy. So you say brunch. See, I, I was talking to um, someone on Twitter today about this when we first put this up, and they said brunch because brunch only happens on the weekend. And I was like, is that a rule? Is that a thing? Think about it. You can't have brunch any day of the week? It, you don't normally. So you have something to look forward to. On the weekend. Yeah. Right. Okay. Brunch is that perfect intersection. As far as, and I feel what we're talking about is when you're going out to eat. If you're at home and you're a cook and you cook yourself meals, you could do this shit yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. Every meal is a freestyle regardless I used to of- make waffles... Eggos all the time right. for dinner. I mean, which, all is, the time. which is the way to be. I feel like that's that's what we strive for. That's what you want to yeah, be. Yeah. We all trying to be, you know, Deborah's son in the kitchen. You know, I see <laughs> I see his food timeline. I'm like, how? How? <laughs> how Sway? How, how you doing how? it? How Sway? <laughs> Yo, I got an ill story though. I used, I go to this place. This um this place Tools on Delaware Avenue. All right, it's like oh, a yeah. lot of old folks yes. that that show elderly. Excuse me, folks that eat, eat in there. Delaware Avenue, Delmar. It's right by the bridge. Oh. Yep. It's called Tools. Yep. Uh, it's actually owned by a Greek woman and her husband is from Puerto Rico. His name is Angel and Lisa is the owner. Yeah. So those are that's the couple that owns it. It's been there forever. Um, a really long time. Yeah. Their food is delicious. Too, they have bro. great food. So I'm, I'm going. So the other day I, I I eat there and I ordered uh, three pancakes. It was like the middle of the day. You took us there one time. I think so. Me and Clint. Okay, now I remember. Go ahead. All right, and I like a lot of butter on my pancakes, like a lot, mm-hmm. like like a shameful amount. <laughs> and shameful. When I say shameful, like I make sure that no one is looking or no one's passing by when I'm putting the three or four extra pats when I should have stopped three but three pats ago. That makes like, no sense. Bro. Yeah, That's like so I'm funny. Yeah, that happens to me. And, like I, and when I'm drinking out of my trunk, I'm not looking that much. And you're over there like, yeah. I just snuck an extra pat of butter for real. I'm wow. like, yo, like the cholesterol judge is hovering over me. You know what I'm but yeah, that happened to me the other day. Yeah. And yeah, tools and that spot was, was good. Yeah, yeah. But a good example of where you could maybe get breakfast food at any time of the day, but the combination of like a dinner drink with the breakfast food at like an afternoon type of yeah. uh, time frame, mm-hmm. I feel like that is the brilliant intersection of brunch, brunch yeah. that, that can only really happen. It's like a sweet spot of the day that where all of those things can combine, especially if you're out and uh, you know you want to drink. And I think that's a big part of it. I think like the people that really love brunch uh, enjoy the, the, the drinking part. The drinking without judgment. Right. Like, yes, right. it's 11 o'clock. Right. Yes, I'm yeah. drunk. So what? Yeah. So what? It's brunch. Brunch rules. Speaking of great brunches, Umana has a wonderful brunch and yeah. Yes. They make a mimosa that is not your run-of-the-mill orange and champagne. They actually make a passion fruit and champagne, oh, nice. which is great. Nap. They have they're and probably my good. favorite brunch in the area, I think. Uh, Umana, right on, was that, Washington oh. Ave, uh, right, yeah. right across from yeah, Social Justice Center. Yeah. Love that spot. Those yeah. shrimp and grits, too, man. The shrimp and shrimp, grits. That grits is great. Oh, but can I tell man. you, the shrimp and grits at Johnny's is also fantastic, Uh-oh. and I can get I, I, it at 11 o'clock at night. Are they open now? I was, yep. I went down Yo, there 11 go. o'clock, like two nights ago. I was like, shrimp and grits, and I ate it. And no I was trip like, to Johnny's. Show's over, folks. It was the most adult thing I ever did. Because I'm an adult, I can do this. Right. And I went and fact, you did that last Thursday. It was amazing. Was that Thursday? Yeah. Or it was the other, yeah, Thursday. whenever the other, yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple nights ago. Yep. yep. It was fantastic. He was, you, you hit me up. He's like, you, you had Johnny's yet? I was like, nah, not yet. <laughs> so I'm on my way again. It's fish and grits. I mean, yeah, yeah, because the kitchen closed, I think, at 11. And I was like, I got to so get it. So it's fish or shrimp? Shrimp, 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 shrimp and grits. Shrimp oh, and all right. Banging. Right. Very good. I loved it. Speaking oh, of fish, I, I had um, crab cakes and, and grits the other morning. Where you where at man. the house? Uh-oh. Oh man! <laughs> but what time of day? What time of day? Uh, yo, I have, like I have peanut M and M's. And we had, we had, we had mimosas. We had mimosas. That's brunch, baby. Yeah, right. Yeah, me and Tanisha, we was killing it. We was killing it. And I don't know. Was there? So was there any 
other was there anybody even online or anybody else that said that brunch wasn't the winner? Was Who, brunch kind of br- wins? Brunch seemed lap? to brunch and breakfast seemed to be the winners. I, I was a little surprised by that. I thought I thought it was going to be like brunch and and dinner folk or that 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 second dinner that happens after you've gone out again. Right. I like right. that. Are you talking about stop being greedy? Fourth meal. That's fourth meal. Yeah, yeah. Fourth meal. I really like that. Um, I also had a question too because I get judged a lot for this at work, but I like soup for breakfast, and it's what the f- never, I, I never even I heard of it. I think soup should be a breakfast meal because people drink coffee, but I'm not really a big coffee drinker but I want something warm and I, and I like that you can kind of sip soup and it's not dense or super heavy that's why you have oatmeal porridge and grits and yeah, grits yeah. maple but I'm, just, I'm just saying if you, if you get a chance try having soup like uh, a, a brisk or something uh, Ooh. Uh, ha- like have some a of that a brisk or a bisque bisque I'm sorry okay. brisk is a tea I was about uh, to say a man. bisque uh, like a clam chowder any of those soups like are re- I feel like they're really good breakfast foods but you get judged for it and, uh, and it's can we create you don't actually see on brunch menus now that I think about it that like there's the idea of like a breakfast soup. Not breakfast. Yeah, I a breakfast soup. Really Yo, I, I, wanna, I got it. Thing. Egg, drops, egg drop soup for breakfast. There you go. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> Best of both worlds. There you go. Well, when we went down and did the show, the, our last show in um, New York City for uh, Harmon Audio, uh-huh. we all had um, chowder. We was eating oh, chowder okay, in the yep. car. Remember that? You didn't get it. I must chowder. not have gotten it. Chowder. Too I remember that. Chowder. What the heck was chowder. I eating? Chowder. 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 Crow. Before we went on the break, I mispronounced Simon Biles' name. I think I said... Uh, Simone Biles. Simone... Oh, I just did it again. Um, <laughs> Simone uh, Biles. That's that's her name, the Olympia, Olympic yes. gold medalist now. She has yes. 10 medals. Killing it. That's, you know, that's... Black girl. The Olympics over? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah well, over Sunday. That's right. Yeah. Sunday oh, okay. was the last day. Yep, yep, yep. Black girl. And by the way, Japan is is uh, next next time, t- 2020. Oh, so right. gonna be, they yeah. came in. Oh, yeah. The, the, the closing. It was at Kyoto before. Oh, word? Yeah. It's going to be in Tokyo. Tokyo. Tokyo's the next one. Yeah, uh, Tokyo's 2020. It's been in Japan is what I'm saying. I don't know if okay, that was winter okay, okay. Or, oh, okay. or summer, yeah, but it, Kyoto was uh, on the Olympics. Um, I have an announcement. What do you got? There is an art show um, this Friday at the Lucas Confectionery slash Pex Arcade slash Tavern. In all three of those spaces, there will be art. Curated by what is this Chip show? Chip, right? yeah. yeah, Chip, who was uh, he's just a, ph- a phenomenal artist in the area, favorite. Um, absolute favorite. And he's uh, he's working. He he basically he got an entire lineup of artists. So uh, there is an artist by the name of Scout Ryder Cooley. Oh yeah, she's she's. Uh, oh yeah, she does she does like accordion yeah. work. Yeah, and she'll put like the um, she's got her friend like a cat. The, she, nah, uh, it's a um, marsupial. Ah, uh, she, if she's listening, she killed me for now remembering uh like like some kind of like antelope antlers or something it's her friend she turns around and it's, she turns into it and then sings like the antelope yeah 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 she's she's off the hook so mike conlin who did the uh the who birds. did the bluebirds yeah, yeah, on the side yeah, yeah, of the highway yeah, yeah on the parking garage um bart uh woodstrup sean lost you know what you can check the event check the event page nikki lights is on lighting i'm going to be djing in the garden area uh vic christopher aka dj noodle who will be djing all vinyl in pex arcade oh, and then snap. upstairs will be moon dog dj moon dog chris scully okay so shout out to chris he'll uh he'll be there and he'll be um crushing it upstairs okay we're gonna rock from 8 p.m until midnight and all the proceeds excuse me partial proceeds from from any artwork that is sold is going to Soul Fire Farm. Nice. It's going nice. to our, 
our friends and family up at SoFi Farm. I like it. I like it. So this will be a great show. Come check it out. And then following Sunday, we will be back. I'm done with plugging. Uh, Well, we'll, we'll, I think, though, that we should just before we get too far away from the brunch thing, because you're going to be at, we gave Umana the ill plug for brunch, but you're actually going to be at Uh, Savoy on Sunday. You're a good call. Doing the Brunch of Us show. Yeah, the Brunch of Us. And actually, I'm creating the Brunch of Us as a brand. So my next Brunch of Us is actually going to be October 23rd at Umana, where I have already picked out three artists. And then the next one will be in December back at Savoy. And I have three artists, which are going to be funk artists um, that I'm going to be playing at those. Oh, that's a brand. I like that's a brand I created. So this Sunday, Savoy, and uh, Friday in Troy, Friday Confectionery. Um, Also tomorrow, by the way, there's uh, Amani's having a show. It's in Marlboro, New York, which is about 90 minutes from here. Uh, It's called uh, Poet Gold's. Po- Poelides, I guess it's a combination oh of Poet Gold is phenomenal. She wears great gold bow ties. Oh, I okay. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I just tweeted Dope. out a link to the show and a little flyer for the event. So that's in Marlboro, New York. Wednesday. It's at the Falcon, which yes. is a phenomenal venue. It's right on the water. So please check it out. Support and they 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 give all the door to artists. Oh, nice, nice. Anything you donate, anything you give, they keep their dinner, they keep their food, anything that comes in the door, and they have a suggested donation of twenty dollars. Hey, suggested, yep. Hey, and then once, and that place packs out, so people do really well. I went down there, I DJed for um, Taina and um, Decora, and I mean, I walked home with like a hundred bucks for just showing up and oh, DJing wow. because they the artists do so well at the door. That's great, and a lot of times artists uh, don't get paid for the shows, unfortunately, right. and um, there's also another group of people that don't get paid for hard work, and these are students that go to school, like grade school, so this is my chances of a segue. Right <laughs> okay. Solid segue. Okay. Like that? okay, so okay. this is one of the topics for tonight. Should students get paid to go to school? Not college students, but like, if sc- under the premise that school is work, and I, I don't think anyone would say school isn't work, is going to school and being mandated to go to school, because there are a lot of laws in most states, you have to go to school, is it unpaid labor, and should children be paid? It's actually to go set to up. It's actually based <laughs> off the off the factory system. Yep. That's why you're when you change classes, you have to listen to a bell. It's all based off the factory system. Yep. So, yep. By all means, sure, let's do it. Oh, oh, really? to, okay, that's settled. Next shout topic. Out to, yeah. shout, out, shout out to Desmatic who says he loves Scout and B Shot Radio, but fuck brunch. I had to just throw that in. But he has no. Okay. Yeah, because he's work. One. He can't. He, he can't enjoy side. brunch. He's he working it. it. Right. He's like, I like snacks uh, and, and cigarettes. He don't know nothing about enjoying brunch. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got to bring that man some yo, pancakes at like 7 yo, p.m. Yo, Des made me a focaccia bread sandwich with egg and cheddar cheese that had horseradish mixed into the oh, cheddar shit. with like fresh chives from his roof garden. He threw the whole thing into an oven. Yeah, he gets busy. I was like, what am I eating right uh, now? Yeah, Yo, he, he gets busy. Flavors were ridiculous. I, I will never forget that. He's a great oh, cook. He's a great phenomenal. cook. He reads books. He tr- he wow. Went to, That's how you know it's real. This sounds serious. <laughs> he went, no, he went to freaking uh, uh, France, I think, or Italy to, to study how to make sausage. Wait, what? Sausage. It, it was Italy? Oh, yeah, Italy. Yeah. Des, write it. Say where I, you no, went. I remember, Italy. I remember it was Italy. Went to Italy. Yeah, it yeah. was Italy. And he went, he took a sausage class for like two days. Three <laughs> days. <laughs> now I know he never uh, talks pause? about this. Pause? Oh. 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 But yo, um, anyway, time, he's a great cook. I, I got a quick Des, Desmatic. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> I got a quick Desmatic um, shout out and, and, and food thingamabob. I was Fourth at his house. July burgers was crazy too. Word. I was at his house. This is probably seven years ago, eight years ago. 
He's like, yo, I'm come over. I'm making lunch. I'm like, all right, whatever. I get there. He has some tomato soup. You know, tomato soup, whatever. You're like, it's just tomato soup. Yeah. No. He made the <laughs> tomato soup from scratch. He took a freaking tomato. ball of a ball of mozzarella cheese, fresh mozzarella. Bloop, pop, plopped it in the freaking bleep. In the tomato soup, right? So fresh the soup, mozzarella. so the soup, so the soup is brewing with the with the fresh mozz in it. He made me this grilled cheese sandwich, or I don't know what type of bread it was, but it was grilled cheese. It had like four different cheeses, and, and then he sprinkled some some this and some of that. And I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, you got to dip the sandwich in the soup. I'm like, all right, it was, it was the do it, best. do it, yo. That's pretty yeah, much how he that's said how it exactly. It was the he's all elegant in the kitchen, and he's like, fuck. Can eat it exactly. <laughs> exactly. He, come, he comes, he throws the fucking plate at me. Here, eat this. Like, right. It was the best soup and sandwich I had had in my life during that wow. time. It was so amazing. Get, why isn't he on the show? We got to get him on the show to cater. Yeah, we'll get him. We got to get him on the show just to. I've asked him on a number of occasions to come on the show. So he might cook, though. All right. He's too good for Beach Eye Radio. He can come here and serve us food. Exactly. Yeah. How about Thank that? You. Boom. Bang. <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, we don't have to talk about the school thing if you don't want to. No, that's no, fine. let's no, talk no, about that's it. That's fine. It's a dumb topic, guys. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have brought what? it up. I shouldn't have brought it up. My only thought, <laughs> thinking about it, though, was that uh, kids do, we do everything in school. You do everything in school, but get paid. And yeah. it's like, you you even to the point where you sell shit. I remember, like, selling things for people, and, like, you get the Booster Club? Yeah, he's like, you sell X amount of things and do you do laps get this in the pool for candy bars. Do you like, sell drugs in school? There's things that we sold in school. <laughs> Wait, uh, was that but dope? There was, but was there that? was like, you, you <laughs> can do everything in school but get paid, basically. Except for when you sold crack. And we know that kids hate school. Like, repeatedly, they do these surveys, and the thing that kids like least about their life is school. And we have this, like, school to prison pipeline, and school is such an institution. And, like, it's not, most children's experience or memories of school uh, are not positive. You know, it's not right. it's not something that kids look forward to doing. And um, I'm not the first person to think of this, by the way. Like they've they've actually tried this in in, uh, in 2003 through 2000. I think it was 11 in New York. There was this pilot program um, that they had for certain students in New York City, and they would pay them to go to school. And it was like if you complete the whole school year and you get a B, you get 500 bucks. And they did this for you know several hundred uh, families, and there were also bonuses for the parents too. So they were like paying the parents, etc. And the whole idea was just to kind of see if it would motivate people to you know students to do better in school, especially at risk students. Um, so at, at the end of the thing, they determined that it was inconclusive, which to me means they were just like, I, "We can't spend this money on this." Like, there's just the money not here for it. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just just thinking about. It, I know we have you know the rules against you know child labor and everything, but we're, <clears throat> the kids are still doing the labor. They're still doing the work. This is just added incentive, especially for low-income um, people who maybe. Uh, I know part of the reason I dropped out of school was because we were a low-income family, and I had to work more. And it's like I feel like if you could get money at going to school, less people would have to drop out. Mm. Oh, that's well, that's interesting. And uh, yeah, so what I, I was gonna start by saying that I, I think it's a slippery slope. I think it might not be a good idea. And the reason I say that there's a couple reasons, right? Go for it. Um. At what point do they start deducting pay based on performance or increasing pay? And is that a good thing, right? So, and on top of that, there are studies that have shown that it is not necessarily pay that make people perform well at work. 
what makes people perform well at work is um, things such as uh, feeling like they are a part of something, feeling like they're accomplishing something, feeling like they're contributing to something. These are the things that make people perform at work. But, but it's Whereas, not about performance, though. Uh, from, from what I read, it seemed to be more about attendance, like getting kids to want to go to school. And, and well, we do this with FlyRight. I, I swear we do this with FlyRight because the kids, a lot of times, they don't care what we have to say. Yeah. They're there for the pizza and the yeah. shirts. And, and we use that to get them in the door. And then while they're there, it's our jobs as educators to get these nuggets of information into them. Yeah. So it's a bribe. It's, it's a bribe. To get them to go to the door, I think. I think though that what has happened is that's the well, if that's the education system or Flyright or whoever, and Flyright is the is part of the education system, just not sanctioned air quotes education system, right? But um, I, I think that that is actually the education system making up for the fact that. The social system is not working for a lot of these families, true, right? True. So, if the social, so let's separate the two. If the social system was working for these families and these kids weren't hungry and their parents had what they need needed and and you know jobs were plentiful and and income was plentiful, you know that wouldn't even be an issue, right? So at that point, we actually want people to feel accomplished learning, and not because they're making money, but because they've learned how to build something or they've built something or they've contributed in some other way. What do they you know? get now in school for that? Don't they get, you know, grades well, and degrees that, and stuff? You get that, well, yeah. well, those that, would stay well, in place. We still have those. I, I think you have, I think I think there are some circumstances where, well, this is part of the reason why the education system isn't working necessarily because, you know, everybody's kind of just, you know, taking standardized tests and, yeah. and trying to make a grade. But meanwhile, you've got other classes where maybe it's not like that. Like maybe there's art class where you actually come out of it You've you've created something, and and that's why you know I mean I always liked art class and hated you know chemistry okay. you know because maybe because I was creating something I was and I, and I'm kind of an artist at heart anyway no, you so are. you know no, so it's like um, but anyway that's my two cents right, Jody as a as a new parent and as a bad student uh, <laughs> I have a lot of anxiety <laughs> thinking about you know my kids going to school and and me helping them with their homework and all of that and uh, so to me I wouldn't really think twice and about something that my parents didn't do my mother never did with me was uh, and that I've read is something that works is a concept of hey uh, you know if Felix comes home with a report card full of A's you know for every A you get here's a dollar amount for each A or you know what I mean is for some kind of incentive or award where to me that's something that kind of makes sense might entice him to want to be a better student might you know take uh, a little bit of pressure off me to really have to uh, dive into his homework the way that I know I'm going to be stressed out to do uh, and he'll just do it he'll just you know he'll just hop to it because he knows that the money's there for that if that could be uh, you know a motivator for that and then can in turn kind of be a motivator to let me get through school so I can make more money and you know whatever that is I don't know but uh, I, I, I see how that could potentially work and uh, um, and again, just, if they're not going to do something where they're going to give kids more of the vocational training, more opportunities in school to make money or set themselves up to make money, you know, I, good I luck, like, good I like the way that they implemented in New York because the kids got some of the money, but they also specifically gave money to the parents. And we just did a um, Black Lives Matter upstate New York just did a fundraiser for back to school for the children affected by the death of Dante Ivy. And we raised several thousand dollars for uh, for the family. And going back to school is really expensive. And I think a lot of people, especially low income people associate 
navigate school with like financial hardship. And I, I knew going back to school, even as a kid, I would get anxiety because my clothes would be messed up or I wouldn't right, have right. like shoes that were like new or clean even um, or not worn, you know, and it's like if you could alleviate some of that stress, I mean, this is uh, obviously the perfect example of this or the better example would be if everyone was just taken care of and we were in like kind of a capitalist right, society right, where right. families yeah. didn't have to worry about this stuff, but um, not capitalist, yeah, sorry, like yeah, a communist society um, where we just took care of families and it wasn't a burden. And but it doesn't that, have to be communist. It yeah, there's there a society other, yeah, that works better. Where we just take care of people, form, you know, form, we yeah. don't do that. And so I'm always kind of in favor of these like different ways where we can slowly impose things like this, where we can filter money back to the communities that need them the most. So while I, I get some of like the pushback from it, like why we're paying kids, should it be performance based? But personally, I don't think it should be. I think showing up is cool. Like attendance space would be cool with me. Um, I mean, this kind of what like a like a grant or like a scholarship is kind of yeah, in, right. You know, at the we end do of the day, we do like with with, but it's like you got to get to the end. You yeah, got to get all the way to the end to kind of get that benefit. You know, yeah, to yeah. get that um, where you know in smaller incentives along the line that are like, hey, here's to get to that next step, or yeah. you know, could could be great. You know, especially or for how the about younger. just like it's school. You know, it's costing my family money to send me to school. Here's some money back. You know, like it maybe. You know, I, I just feel like it would alleviate a lot a lot of pressure for families who have it who it's difficult to send their kids to school. Right. Whether it's transportation or just buying new clothes or just school is expensive. You know, people don't think about it. And and I used to work at uh, at an office supply store, uh, Staples, the number one distributor of office supply and office supply accessories in the United States. <laughs> and, and I remember seeing the faces on the mothers that would come in there, and they're reading these enormous lists. Right. And it would be oh. like eight boxes of tissues, Please. ten folders, like all these. And I'm yeah. just like, are you kidding me? Why, why do you need so many tissues? We, like, you what need is graph, paper, graph paper. Yeah, right? paper, graph paper, three by three and four by yeah. four. <laughs> in the, yeah, index cards. Yep. Um, uh, calculators, uh, graphing calculators would be like oh $180. My God. Oh, oh, let me let me tell you, I got into one of the biggest fights with my daughter's mom over a freaking graphing calculator. <laughs> They're so expensive. Wow. Yo, let me... Like, <laughs> you, you can get them a laptop. I was like, yo, yeah, that was no. one of the things I was like, you know, I've already spent like $300 <laughs> trying to send her to school. I'm not going to buy this graphing calculator, and yeah. that was the end of it. I don't think we spoke for wow. like... Yeah, it was that's what it causes. Though. Yeah, right? Take these... <laughs> Kill the counter her fingers. Um, no, but it, it really puts pressure on a lot of families. This stuff is expensive. So I, I could just see that alleviating some of it. I, I, I Just having thought about this for whatever, 20 hours or however long yeah. I've been banned from Facebook, I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm, I support it. I think that anytime giving money back to the community is good. And if we're doing it, you know, in a, in a way that it's especially getting to the people, the low income people who need the money, I'm for it. Bribe the kids. <laughs> Matt Murray <laughs> just posted... Um quick uh, post from today.com saying washing machines increase attendance allowing low income children can wash their clothes. Oh yeah. Think about it. That was a kids, great idea. A lot of kids don't want to go to school dirty you know or with clothes that they've the washing same, machines wear. In the school, in the home, probably. Well, no, oh. here, no, no. Here's here. They're, they're, oh, it's in schools. Actually. Yeah, it it's was like um, I don't know if I'm saying the right brand. It was like Maytag Whirlpool, or Whirlpool, Whirlpool or one of these. They World actually Star. put. I mean Whirlpool. <laughs> Whirlpool. <laughs> they actually put washing washing machines and dryers at the school. Are, Are you, you eating soup? And that that Ooh, actually proved um, to increase attendance. I've never heard of that. So that kids could do their laundry while they were at school. Well, it's like combining two things I hate going to school and doing laundry but <laughs> right. but I can see that kind of okay but yeah apparently like a lot of these kids just 
they weren't able to do laundry. Their clothes were dirty. Yeah. You know, and that was probably a source of yeah. why they weren't going hear, to school. Can I tell you a quick know? bullying story? I used to get bullied in school all the time, especially because my clothes, because we always had really bummy clothes. But um, and my mother worked nights, so she really didn't see how we looked going to school. Okay. So one time I was like, I was maybe like nine or something, and I'm going to school, and I had like ripped pants, but they were the only clean pants I had. So my mother was asleep. She couldn't sew them. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to staple them in the crotch, right? So it's just like, a, this is like my nine-year-old logic. I'm oh, like, man. I'm like, this will work the same way. So I, so I like staple the inseam of my pants. And um, I remember I got to school and I just like sat in a certain way. And they, I was trying to like not tear them and they didn't tear. But a bully saw them like this kid that used to pick on me. Fuck. So he looks at me and he like, he's like, are those staples? And he like said it to me. And yo, this is how bad it was. The bully felt bad for me and didn't say shit. And I was like, thank <laughs> God. Like, it was so bad. The other side. It was yeah. so bad that the bully was just like, I'm going to let this slide to tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you tomorrow on the regular shit. Oh, because oh, now I just feel shit. bad for you. I, I was Damn. so glad. I was I like, let this one breathe. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Wow, a bully with heart. A bully like, I, I hope that maybe that was like the last time for him. He was like, I need to change my ways. <laughs> but I, I just remember when he saw or, it and my he heart was, dropped. It, I was like, damn, I'm about to go down in flames oh, right now. He was probably <laughs> picking on people because he himself had an, a, a ripped jeans experience probably, that yeah, he maybe. wasn't able to get over. He probably had to do the same. That's probably what he saw himself in, in me. That's what it was. And that changed everything. But did it? That's I don't amazing. know. Did he mess with he you with my ass the next day? No, I don't, I don't really remember. I just remember in that moment, I was so grateful that he was just like, I'm going to let this rock. I'm not even going to say nothing. You're like, usually they get on you for your tags and your right. or dirty or whatever, cheap clothes. But he was just like, nah. <laughs> it was too, too easy. <laughs> and you realized then you were like, damn, I got to get these new pants. Yeah, I got to get some. Yeah, yeah. I, gotta get these, I can't do this again. I, I learned a lesson. He learned a lesson. It was good all around. Um, speak, speaking of um, going to school, uh, I, I was thinking about this the other day. There's a, a consensus essentially in the United States, especially where most people would rather have boys than, than girls. Like if they have a choice between the uh, gender or assi- you know assigned sex of their uh, baby, they'd rather have boys than girls. And uh, I was going to make a, a Facebook status about it, and I remembered I was banned. And because uh, I was thinking in my mind, the reason that this is is because we know that we live in like a patriarchal society, so it's kind of like better to have a boy because they, they're going to have male privilege. You know, uh, it's kind of like the same reason people always say I don't want a disabled child, or a lot of people if they had the choice they'd have a, rather have a light skinned kid or somebody you know somebody who's not going to face as much adversity. Right. So a lot of people would rather have a boy. Is this and, just in the states, or is this well, worldwide? This, this was a what? United States Gallup. They, they, they've actually done 10 of these uh, since 1941 uh, to present day, and it's remained it unflinching. This has been unflinching since this happened. So basically, um, the margin is 38 to 24, with the other people saying they, they, it doesn't matter to them. So uh, there's a huge margin, basically, of people saying they'd rather have uh, boys. And what's what, what else is cool is that women are only slightly in favor of boys and men are largely in favor of boys so they're shifting it so women are almost 50-50 and then the men are uh, are pushing it more towards boys uh, just based on you know based on the survey uh, so yeah just just thinking about it it made me think that we we live in a society that's so like patriarchal and misogynistic that we'd rather raise agents of that oppression oppression basically like breed these boys who will perpetuate these things and ma- make them perpetuate it than raise potential victims and this is why I think a lot of dads are like oh, when they when they have a girl they're just like I gotta get the shaka and they do all this stuff because right, they right. know how bad men are but they'd rather raise more right. monsters than <laughs> than not raise them or raise yeah. victims to the monsters right tell me if I'm wrong this is just how I see it like because I think about it too I have more anxiety it's about having having a girl than a boy because 
I know how men are. Well, yeah, I mean, and there's also there's when you have a girl from a men, possible man's perspective, there's always the possibility that she's going to get pregnant early. But even that um, is because we 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 basically say that if a, if a girl if a, if someone gets pregnant, it's on the woman's right. like no right. One, oh yeah, of course, like, like that. of so, course, so, yeah, that's true. It's like yeah, at least my son can just walk away think, and abandon the kid, re- yeah. like, like my dad did to me. <laughs> yeah, and I think that there's also a history. Like okay, so I can think of a lot of reasons, none of which are valid in like a perfect world, right, or in a good world. Um, but I can think of a number of reasons why men might feel that way. Uh, carrying on the last name, right? Okay, carrying on the name still rooted in patriarchy. Yes, exactly. Sure, um, a name that doesn't but, belong but yet, to me. Uh, but still, a reason why a man would want to have a boy, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh dang, I just lost my train of thought. So, um, another reason. Uh, that train was going nowhere. Yeah, I lost it. I know. For uh, me, a big thing is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in, in my family. Like this somebody just not pulled a, the emergency <laughs> emergency stop switch. Exit. <laughs> 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 We'll get off here. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, so for me growing Jody up. Jody just got on. This is, this is I grew up with a ton of women in my household. My, yeah. I grew up essentially like Steven Universe without the superpowers. Okay. It was like my house growing up. And uh, I'm 32. I have my cousin Markel is 18. Uh, after that, it's my son who's now three years old. And as far as men, on my mother's side of the family, and uh, there's been it's been few and far between. Now my father wasn't around growing up, and I think that I put a lot of uh, anxiety about having. Having a boy oh, okay. into this like like shit like all of uh, you know all of my anxiety about being a parent was kind of tied to my relationship to my dad to uh, now that I've had the time to kind of think about this and uh, so I had a lot of pressure and I was um to me, I was like, well, we've had all these women. Of course I'm going to have a girl. I'm going to have a girl first. There's no question. I'm just going to have a girl. That's how I always felt. So when I had it, when we found out we were having a boy, uh, you know, part of me was, re- was, was I guess, a relief is the wrong word. Because it's like. Oh, relief is it the was, right word. It's, but it, it wasn't. I was prepared and, <laughs> oh, okay. and very ready to have a girl and, and was so ready and was like, and it was just like, all these women in my family, of course I'm having a girl. So like now, and now I have a little girl and, and I feel like the cypher's complete a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, but okay. like I had and still had. Have a lot of anxiety uh, about my son's future and my me raising my son that I at least I haven't thought about yet. But I don't feel when I look at my daughter, where it's like I just look at her and you know it's just like it's all joy and love. Where it's like I look at my son and I think about I already have all of this crazy pressure put on to him that I'm like I feel myself kind of like you know trying to keep it all in me yeah. and not put on him, but. Uh, but I was afraid to have a boy because I already knew I was going to do that. Yeah. So I was That's like, "That's so interesting." Yeah. yeah. So that, that that was kind of like my perspective. I don't know if it's a common perspective, but uh, I, but I, it's something that I see, I'm kind of daily. I have a with. similar upbringing as you, like as far as not having a father in the home, and I always felt like I was going to have a, a girl first. But uh, I'm a little torn on the subject because on one hand, I want a like beautiful black baby that's not constricted to like these gender shit, right? Like I want like a gender nonconforming like black baby, and on the other hand, I want a tall, able-bodied white man <laughs> with like with, with like a, a bank account. And a big penis Like I just want like The most The most entitled Privileged right, baby right. ever So that life is just Super fucking easy You know Like So it's like I'm torn between Wanting sure. <laughs> These two extremes You know uh, Because one is like I don't know Well you get the point Like you, you, as a parent Have you seen my kids I feel like I got some of that You got uh, a little like, bit, and right? it's, I'm like I'm looking at them I'm like, and So now my job is to How to keep them from being Overly privileged, too spoiled, privileged You know yeah. And now reeling them in Those are good problems It's, it's like, great Yeah I, I gotta make sure My thing. kids aren't too 
Entitled right and a privilege. <laughs> privilege. Yeah, like because you want your kids to have an easy life, yes. but you hopefully don't want them to turn into an, a monster. Like, I, right. it's one thing, like, I'd be so devastated if I raised this entitled kid and then turned into the All Lives Matter kid, you right. know? Right. Because then what do you got to do? You got, like, what do you, you got to go back? I Yo, guess. Kanye West, of all people, had this dope interview where he was in Paris doing this long ass interview and he's yeah. talking about his kids and, and that kind of idea of privilege. And he, he used this analogy of, of, of not wanting or wanting his kids to be able to at least experience the feeling of missing the last bus Ooh. and this idea where he was kind of in the, he was in his limo driving through Paris he sees these kids young black kids running he doesn't know if they're running from somebody or whatever it is he then sees that oh it looks like they're trying to catch the bus and and this idea of of you know being affluent but then still having that kind of grounded mentality okay. and that that's what he kind of equated that to was knowing the feeling of of, of missing that last bus and, and, and you can kind of get to whatever level uh, you know up there as long as you still kind of remember and and remember that feeling mm-hmm. and that uh, you know that realness of of you know that kind of got you there in the yeah, first yeah. place. Uh, I just want a quick shout out. Uh, Kleana left an interesting comment on Twitter about the paying students. She said, "I don't want to have a discussion about paying students when we as a nation struggle to pay teachers a fair wage." Oh, and I think. Well, I just th- I would just say to that. Obviously, in this version of the world, you know, world we want everyone to get paid. Like right, we're not right. paying teachers. We're not paying anyone. Well, we still people right. are still fighting for fifteen. So yeah, obviously that that would go along with paying everybody. Fairly, which is what, what I was saying, is getting closer to yes. something that's a little more like communal, right. uh, where everyone's getting paid fairly and everyone has, has health care. But yeah, like, yeah, for starters, how tight would you be as a teacher if your students are all banking more than Yo. you? And they're all like, count money, and you're like, you know. You might have to go back to school. Yeah, right, yeah, right. I'll go back to school. Yeah, so that, yeah, that should be kind of a gift. But yeah, I want to like, get left all the way back. <laughs> right? Take me back. I'm, I'm going to roll. Uh, yeah, but that definitely, before we, if we're paying students, you. I, I just think that should be a baseline anyway. We should just be paying everyone a fair wage. And now let's take a f- take a few billion away from the missiles we're dropping elsewhere right. and see about you know enticing kids to be in school and just you know adding that incentive. But that was an interesting uh, comment. Uh, now that you have uh, two kids, uh, and we're gonna wrap this up. Speech out after dark. Uh, do you have thoughts about a third now? Because you have one of each, right? So I got one. You're of each. good money. I'm, I'm, I feel good now about you're, stopping you're, you're, now. You're binary, you're binary as far as my complete. wife's concerned, it's, it's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like just because I'm a Daylight fan. I feel like three is the magic number, and I, oh, I always okay. like that idea. But, uh, but maybe when like my first one can get a job, I'll think about the third one. JB, you got three. What do you think about three? I got four. You got bro. four, but, but two, two are twins, right? Yeah. So they, they just count, they, count they just one. turned twenty today. Shout out to <laughs> John and Juwan again. Wow. That's what's up. Yeah. So and so and was uh, after you had the two, was you had that thought of uh, of hey, was it or was it was it really was it thoughts? No thoughts. No thoughts. No thoughts. Okay. I was done actually after the twins, and then I got into <laughs> I got into another relationship, and I had another one. Right. You're very virile. Another one. <laughs> another one. And you're pregnant. <laughs> JB walks in the room, and you're pregnant. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> By the way, can I say that uh, I love my daughter? I'm happy she's a girl. And, yes, you can. Uh, I really had no preference before. Me either. I don't I, was happy. I don't ever have any preference. Yeah. I don't have preference either, but I'd settle for it. Human woman to have a child with. (laughs) Oh, you just want anyone to procreate with you. You're just not anyone. (laughs) 
No, no. <laughs> for the one. Yeah. Oh, one. God. All right. Yeah. So, be shot after dark. She was like, I'd settle for a puppy. I would not mind a Siberian husky. I think everyone knows that. So, and it may happen. Uh, it's eleven twelve. Do you want to quickly talk about the um, the last thing on here was the Sogon Challenge? So we might as well just quickly plug that before we go out. Right. Let's go. All right. So the Sogon Challenge. Uh, I didn't really know anything about this except that I saw it happening and I was just skipping over them. And uh, True hit me up yesterday and was like, "Let's do a Sogon Challenge." So I just started googling it frantically to see what was happening. Uh, apparently, uh, Chance the Rapper just kind of did a quick freestyle over the Sogon song that was by Monica. And next thing you know, it's a challenge. It's like an internet sensation. This kind of happened with the Running Man Challenge. Uh, this happened with the Why You Always Lying. Uh, like yeah. just like these '90s songs become viral sensations, and they just come back. I guess yeah. so. So we did one yesterday. Yeah. Um, Moses Rockwell did one today. I think Amani's right. doing one too, and I've seen several people nice. do it. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Just like the old school, like these young cats don't even. Some of these cats don't even know what these original songs are. Right. They and, were babies when these songs were created. Yo, and they played that um that My Boo or whatever the Running Man song is too. What yeah. is that? My oh, Boo. Yeah. Yeah. They Ghost played Town DJ. Ghost Town DJs. They played that at my little sister's graduation, <laughs> and I know for a fact that my little sister was like two when that song came out. Yeah. Right. But when they played that joint, or uh, somebody started singing it, everyone jumped up and started dancing. Hey, and I was like, this is so cool because back, normally yeah. they would never know what song right. this is. So wow. part of me was like, oh, it's cool they're watching it. And part of me was like, you don't know what the first thing about <laughs> Ghost Town DJs. <laughs> I'm saying, though, Chubby Checker has the twist and people old and young dance still do. But it's the actual twist. The actual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The actual they didn't switch twist. it up. They, re- no. they didn't reboot it. Right. I don't know. I, I didn't like Sogon, but I liked the challenge. Well, that's the thing. I thought it was just an okay track. Yeah. So I went to the original sample, which is by The Whispers. The song is called Your Number One. Uh-huh. And I decided I wanted to chop it up. You flipped that beautifully, by the way. Thank yeah, you. And you that was my goal all along. I wanted to, if I was going to do the Sogon, cha- Sogon Challenge, from a pr- producer's perspective, I was going to, you know, rework the beat, but make it like you said. And I was always going to do that. I wanted to make it noticeable. Yeah. And you were like, yo, make it noticeable. Keep the tempo the same, please. Yeah. You like asking me to do all these things, which I had planned on doing, oh. and um, so that was my con- contribution as a, as a producer. And I know that you had just gone through a bunch of things, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, just write about that whole BS experience yep. with Chris Pratt being ejected off the internet or whatever." And you did a great job because you you basically wrapped up your entire experience in sixty bars, bars. Yeah. Like, and you hit me up at four thirty, and that joint was done by eight. Like, right? <laughs> we did the whole thing. yeah. You like, made the well, beat. I, I wrote the verse yeah. I, yeah I hit you at 4.30 I had the beat done by 5.30 <laughs> Yeah cause I was like Destined on this one Dope dope So Yeah that, it's funny Like I And I, I was writing at work I got off at 5 And I like I was like halfway done with the verse And I went to dinner And then like finished it On the ride over here right. And then we recorded Like so fast So it was, it was cool I, I love doing spontaneous Stuff like that yeah. anyway And there was Yeah there was a lot of stuff I had to say You yep. know I got, I got like Three years worth of Facebook statuses Cause I haven't been able To post for the last two days <laughs> uh, So it, it, felt, it was good It was good to kind of and get a little less stuff off my chest. Like it was cool. It was fun to right. do. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think you needed that. I definitely needed. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate. You know that. what I think the So Gone Challenge needs though, because my favorite thing from the original was Missy at the beginning being like New Monica. New Monica. Like, like, yes. Yo, I almost grabbed. So it. for every, so I for almost every, grabbed the acapella for, for every that. one. If everybody, if the whoever like was on the control board for every challenge was just like New Messiah, or if it was you know whoever was was Kate Bishop. Right. Right. No, you're right. It would just be like New whoever the person was go. doing the challenge. That would make me happy on the inside. But you know these new cats don't even know that from the '90s. They don't know about it like. Nate, how do you feel about seeing these songs come back on these little memes? I know we, we did the Why You 
Lion thing we played oh, that into the ground. I love that was my favorite. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Every, every time there's a throwback to to whatever, I love it. You know what I mean? No, Shoot. No animosity. No an, no animosity whatsoever. And I the love 90s it. Are coming back. Like we might as well get used to it. Like they're bringing the Power Rangers movies coming Look, out. There's it's a 20 like minute all a, of this stuff. There's Post a 20, throwback. Dope the like, movie. <laughs> there's a 20 year cycle and right. with fashion and entertainment, right? So yep, all in the 90s back. you had that 70s show, right? And right. I, there, there's a tw- and and in the 90s people were dressing like hippies, right? And in and like just now, like when was when were people dressing like the 80s? It was just recent, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. It, was anyway. like, yeah it came out yeah, for yeah, like yeah. an hour. So yeah, so there's like uh, yeah, right. So there, I think there's like a 20 year fashion slash entertainment. You think cycle. there'll be a that 90s show in like 10 years? Not even. It's possible. Oh, I, I bet w- they'll I w- reboot it. Something. But speaking of 80s, yes. Um, Stranger Things yeah. and the Get Down. Yes. Get well, down. Get Down is late, late 70s. Late 70s, yeah. late 70s early yep. 80s. Yep. And Stranger Things is like blatantly yep. 80s. 80s. Yeah. That's like poltergeist all day. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, watch Stranger Things so on dope. Netflix if you haven't already. And also, also watch Young Justice. Ooh. And also watch The Get Down. To get down. Uh, final comments? We're Great show! Bye. Last week. We, we are happy. Cook next week. Nobody here is allowed to cook next <laughs> we week. We are happy to hear you uh, in the flesh. Hey, happy to be. It feels so good to happy have an outlet again. Guys. I didn't realize. Yeah. You know, I, I told. I say I use Facebook as like my diary. It's like sad, but yeah. uh, yeah. but it's totally worth it. I'm glad that you know we got to drag Chris Matt, uh, Chris Pratt through the mud. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. What? What? what you say, piss Matt? Piss <laughs> Matt. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Yo, <laughs> do you know? Yo, <laughs> yo, money's been dragging people through the mud for. F- Ten years since yeah. he's been in business. He had it coming to him. He had it coming to him. Really? You know, this is easy. I he's feel getting, no guilt. Like, he's getting you know off I mean? easy. It, we're, we're, seriously, he is. He's not going to jail he's or anything. No, he's not, he's, his business will still be just as lucrative. Yep. If anything, more racists will go to his spot. Yeah, but he deserves. He emailed he me. He asked exposed. me to. He just. He just emailed me. Incidentally, asking me it's, again to facilitate. He's listening to the show. Uh, you know, oh, uh, yeah. a yeah. sit down with you and I. And again, I don't have any vested. I've never worked in his venues. Yeah. Going back to a. DJ in this room having an experience with him. I was actually asked to DJ to cover a DJ's shift, mm-hmm. just the first half of his shift. And um, I, I went there because my friend asked me. I never really wanted to work in that place because I've heard, you know, awful things about it. Mm-hmm. Went down there. No one was even at the venue yet. And I'm oh, just wow. playing music. I'm kind of playing like some obscure, like remixes of Rihanna, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, what's those bass jumpers, whatever. Anyway, oh, I was yeah, playing... Like bass smoker or yeah, jump smoker. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing like remixes of stuff that are that that that's kind of out. And he walks up to me and he goes... This what is, is who? Chris Pratt this, the racist? Oh, the owner, Chris Pratt. He walks up to me and he goes, <laughs> what is the shit you're playing? And he goes, I, I mean, it's cool, but I, I don't really understand it. Like, I... <laughs> And I said, can you play something that's just a little bit more familiar? And he said it like straight up with like a stink ass snarl in his face. And as soon as came, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so as soon as my relief came, I was like, dude. 
thanks, but I, I cannot be in the space ever again, all right? I can't work in those kind of right. conditions. Everything's right. got to be cool. Everything has to be on up and up. I literally did this for you, and I'll never do it again. Please don't yeah. ask me to do this again. You know yeah. what I mean? These are not the kinds of people who I want to work with. I will be able to create, over time, I will be able to create, you know, the ultimate environment for me to spin in, and um, this would not be one of them, mm-hmm. you know? So that was... So he had it, he had it coming. Every time I... Everybody got a story about him, and I'm just like, I, I feel no remorse at all. I don't even know why he cares. So, like, why is he even reaching out to us? What is he? It's not like we're gonna sit down and we're I'm clearly not the audience he wants. In yeah, the right. Anyway. Like you don't, you, you win. Know? You don't want us there. We're not gonna be there. Do yeah. you? You know well, do what you want to do. And he's not. He's he doesn't want to sit down for our benefit. He's try, he wants it down for for his benefit. Right. He wants to take a picture wa- with a black folk. Basically. Well, and, well, and, and but he also wants his fingers to debate. He wants to debate why he's not racist. He wants to prove why he's not racist. He doesn't want to hear why he might be and why he maybe he should change if, if, his ways. If he writes a check you know? for $2500 to the family of Dante Ivy, I'll sit down with him and oh, and pretend to listen. What's <laughs> what's put a real amount on that? Maybe I just he'll did. take you I just is, did. is that the real amount you would do it for a thousand? If if he wrote a check for a thousand dollars. 2500. He's got money money. Okay. So so yeah. if he writes a check for twenty five hundred, he owns businesses <laughs> to the family. That's I mean, I will humor yeah, him yeah, and right. sit down yeah. and and probably still not listen to us. I don't want Shaq's check. I want the guy who cut Shaq's check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I, mean. I, can, I can be bought. But uh, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't care. Like I just don't care what he has to say. Like you're just a bad dude, and I just told people you're a bad dude. Why are you mad about it? If you were a good dude, nothing I could say would change that. You know, people say shit about me all the time, right? And like I, I know, I, you know, I've done messed up things before, but I think at the end of the day, people know me to the point where. If somebody were to ever say something like cr- crazy foul, they'd be like, well, I know this person, so I don't, you know, that's not true, you know? Whereas people, everybody's got a story about this guy, about something terrible yeah, he's done. Yeah. And it's like, if you're not willing to listen to that, it's not like I'm just one person who just randomly put this out there. It's like, if somebody if somebody can put something out there that could really hurt your um, your persona or whatever, you know, whatever you put out in the community, it it means that you're not the person you pretend to be. Right. You, know? you got so, work to do. Yeah, like, he shouldn't be I don't even own a club Like I'm just some dude On Facebook who said Hey this guy's a jerk And now he's all worried about it It's because you are a jerk And you know you he just got it. exposed yeah. Yeah. Right? Don't be a jerk Period That's it so yeah, that's it. So uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, Albany Stillen Co. Uh, Beach Shot After Dark and the Beach Shot Fam. What's JB? JB, I feel like you're looking stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm laughing at something over here. Oh, uh, tw- uh, Twitter. Thanks to everyone that's uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I will be back next time we do the show. I'll be back on Facebook. I'm very excited about that. But and uh, go check out that movie, Lock Seven. Yes, Lock Lock Seven. Yeah, yeah I think I'm gonna get down with it. It's that. on YouTube, uh, starring JB, Tanisha, a bunch of folks. So check it out. Uh, this is Masai signing off. This is DJ True. Master, please. I'm leaving in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna go see the whales. Save the whales. Hey, JB, and I'm out. DJ Nate the Great, I'm out. Lo-Fi Lobo, I'm out. I'll see y'all at brunch. You know what? Before we go, let me read this shit because this shit got me cracking up. This dude gets pulled over. Get the ticket. Chill with the music for a second. So the ticket says, "Why? You know, why is he pulled over? Dr- driver refused to show identification, proof of insurance, and registration." Next thing it says, it says driver stated that he was not willing to provide requested documentation and I didn't put respect on his name. When asked what was meant by the statement above, the driver replied, as you finish it, you done. And attempted to drive off. That's a, that's a police report. Yo, I'm the police report right now. That's why I'm over here cracking the fuck up. That shit is hilarious. Got Pulled over. Awesome. Peace, y'all. We finished. Thank you, everybody. Hey.
Bishop.